Did Jesus? Uh, I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, no, I, was, I, was, I was hung over yesterday, but I did not see. Did uh, Did Jesus see a shadow? Uh, uh, are we going? <laughs> we going I missed it. Um, anyway, I got got a, got a question for you guys. What do you feed a hungry robot? What? I don't know. Megabytes. <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to a very <laughs> special episode of Halloween is Forever. My name is Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. It's a motherfucking showdown, you guys. It's Was an Easter showdown. Okay? Which one? I said, I'm Meg. That's better I'm than... Just, I'm, just, I'm just clarifying here of where yeah. I should put inflection. Meg's having inflection you know, troubles learning. today. I'm learning. Classic learning. inflection troubles. And let me, let, me, let me clarify. We're getting ready to record. And Meg, you know about Meg, right? You all know about Meg? She likes to get down with some Iron City lights from time <laughs> to time. Uh, and she made a bold decision that she was going to put the inflection on the eye. And she said, we said, what do you drink it? She goes... Uh, well, uh, today I don't have any icy lights. <laughs> and Steve and I both, you know, kind of went wink, wink, wink. What? <laughs> and I don't even know if she realized she did it. I, She's just I really having some inflection I see issues. Lights. That's why I have to say I see lights. I see <laughs> lights. Because you sometimes do, you know, when you're driving mm-hmm. at night, you know, you see, you see lights. Um, yeah, guys, we're here. Uh like I said, we're, we're recording this. We're recording this a little bit early. Uh, we're recording this a uh, couple days before, you know, Jeebus rises, right? So we don't really know what happens. We don't know if he saw his shadow. We don't know if we got six more weeks of winter. I have no idea. But um, we do have one thing that we definitely motherfucking know. It's that we're about to rampage with some robots. Uh, on this here showdown episode, you guys, it's the first Monday. Uh, actually, no, it's the second Monday. Um, we did not do this last week when we were supposed to. If y'all tuned in last week, you heard a little episode. Sans your boy, Bry. Sans, Sans the big champ because uh, my grandfather died. <laughs> you guys, thanks for bringing it up. We did. We did. Thanks for bringing it up. Thanks for bringing it up. It's a sore subject around uh, my house. I no, mean, uh, we, I did. I, did you listen? Did you listen to that? I listened to some of it. I honestly okay. could not stand to not hear my voice. Um, <laughs> so I did not listen to all it. No, I didn't. I didn't listen to all of it yet. I just been honestly so fucking busy this week. It's been insane. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, my 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 grandfather did pass away, uh, which was not you know not fun, not a fun thing to deal with the family, but not to bring the mood down. But you know what? He's ninety, almost ninety two years old. You know that's that's what old that's what ninety two year olds do sometimes. But he lived a good life, and you know what? He, he's a, has got an incredibly interesting life actually, and like to see where he ended up, you know, in his life with you know the the family and happiness, all the stuff he had, you know, he grew up literally just as like a five-year-old, his parents threw him on a train, like a, a trolley car and just said, we'll see you when we get back from the bar. Like that's the type of upbringing Man. he had. So, you know, obviously we're all very sad, but we took a lot of solace in booze and then also said, you know what? Dude got held, ha- uh, handed a pretty, a pretty nasty 
hand that he was dealt and, and played it pretty damn well. So um, guy lived guy lived a hell of a life. So are you um, telling us in this religious holiday that your grandfather was Hobo Moses. <laughs> he kind of was a little bit. No, but he he literally, you know, no, he was Connellsville uh, raging alcoholic parents child. Oh, wow. You know, where they literally just literally they would throw him like they would be like, we're going to the bar and they just put him on the tr- when there were trolleys back. You know, this was, yeah. you know, 90 some years ago or 80 some years ago. And they uh, there were trolleys that, you know, streetcars around constantly. Mm-hmm. They just put him on the streetcar for like six, eight hours at a time. You just ride. Oh, around. God. Yeah. When he was like five. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I said humble beginnings. But, the you know, a guy had a hell of a life. So um, sad, but uh, not to bring down the mood any <laughs> too much. But, you know, it was the first episode I ever missed. So it was, you know, assure you it was for uh it was for reasons um but in any Even case I had a great time if you know whenever you have time you should listen to it we had a mm-hmm. we had a fucking blast yeah we had yeah, a fucking I, blast and it's great that you didn't hear the whole episode because you missed I the choose end not to um no i'll go back and <laughs> I don't listen know if to you it actually want to hear <laughs> okay now i now you piqued my interest now i am gonna listen to it um yeah i actually i got some travel time next week i'm gonna listen to it then yeah, um you we just get to skip your fire and brimstone this week that's all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll figure out what it is then, uh, because now I'm, now I'm convinced you rotten sons of bitches did something to me. Um, all right. Let's get into this son of a bitchin episode. But first, we got a couple of things we got to do at the top of the show. First of all, um, I'll remind everyone who's new to the podcast. If you're listening for the first time, a couple things. First, follow us on the social medias at Halloween is forever on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Tiki Talkies and that sort of thing. Check us out. Follow us. It's a great place to you know, obviously engage with us in the show and uh, help us vote on, you know, what those uh, showdown topics are going to be. Give us suggestions for minisodes. We use all that shit, right? Um, also, you know, if you want to review us on any of the, you know, so Apple podcasts or the Spotify's or whatever, uh, let us know and we'll send you some stickers in the mail. I owe some people some stickers. I get it. I apologize. Um, this is a free podcast. Fuck yourself. Um, but I will send them to you. Don't worry. And I apologize again for telling you to fuck yourself. Um, all right. Uh, and then, you know, before we get into this here, cause I, I've been almost forgetting every damn time. Uh, we got beers. I know one thing about the beers. Meg has no icy lights, um, but no, she does have some lights, other no. beers. And then yep. she got some grandma wine, it sounds like. I got grandma. I got a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. I have options because I'm in the middle of moving, so I don't have a lot of stock of things here. Sure. But I did, I was able to get a can of this. I don't know if you guys can see the label. You might appreciate it. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Oh, it's a little uh, it's uh, the, Lady in the Moon situation. Yeah. It's like a old Thunders Vienna style lager um, called the Power of Ink. It's like really cool traditional style art. It's delicious. I mean, those guys are A, some of the nicest guys in the industry. B, brew fucking phenomenal beer. And I don't know what the C is besides it's a delicious beer and I'm, in, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. And then I got my grandma wine mm-hmm. because I, you know, went and visited my grandmother last night. And she's just like, you know what, mate? Like, do, you, do you want a bottle of wine? And I was like... <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, never, Grandma. So give me never. the wine. So now it's an arm's reach, so mm-hmm. that when I'm done drinking this, I'm just gonna drink that out of the bottle because that's kind of where I'm at this week. Is that a clear bottle? Oh, we got clear bottle wine. Yeah, oh, it's a white Sauvignon wine. It's a white wine. All right. Hey, I was gonna um, say, you know, actually, Granny's yeah, fucking with the zoo, New a, Zealand. Yeah, she doesn't fuck <laughs> around. Granny's fucking with she, those kiwis. She, uh, she doesn't. Uh, you know, she, she hooks it up. She doesn't drink shitty wine mm-hmm. hmm, he likes cheap you. wine but not shitty wine you know oh see my uh 
my my grandma, not a wine drinker, neither of my grandmas, and they they might have a they might have a glass of wine once every three or four years, and uh, that's a probably some sort of really really shitty like uh what like Volant winery like no. <laughs> it probably literally like super is, sweet and thick oh, maybe crazy sweet syrupy yeah. sweet that um, reminds me of my you know teenage years mm-hmm. yeah that's the type when of wine wasted that, off Mogan David if anyone remembers by. that one. Yeah, it's like one step above like Thunderbird or, you know, Wild Irish Rose or something. Um, Yeah, I've I've only vomited while I'm sleeping twice. And it was always after (laughs) Mogan David. Oh, God, (laughs) it's not. I've only vomited. I think you're saying I've only vomited while I'm drunk twice. No, I've only vomited while I'm sleeping, which is to say almost Jimi Hendrix myself. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. wake up vomiting. You're like, man. And then it's. Yeah. Okay. I'm imagining Meg laying on her back vomiting aspirating you know her vomit almost dying and then wakes up and goes oh man <laughs> um kind of <laughs> oh man oh man oh, oh dang it i almost lead singer drowning pulled myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say oh man i almost jimmy hendrix did my, dang. my uh you know you know late teens early 20s or it's a rough time you know yeah i had it you know this is not funny necessarily uh in retrospect you can make light of it but one time i walked down stairs in my house in college and uh found my my friend laying on his back choking on his own vomit no and then and i was like bro where bro, bro, is bro, bro, this bro. episode going yeah oh my God. and then he like woke up and he was like pissed drunk we took care of him and stuff and we were like uh so every time he would anything i would give him the old uh like danny k to bing crosby and white christmas like remember the time i saved your life like let's not <laughs> like you should definitely let me have that last piece of fucking pie or whatever it is um, it's probably fruitcake that you're after oh and i would i would play that card so hard i mean you'd be dead without me you son of a bitch um really lean into it um all right what uh steve what do you what do you got uh, you know, I'm not none of those stories. I don't have that. <laughs> none of these like anybody you love die this week. Any horrible, <laughs> tr- horrible stories to tell us. I know again. things got really morbid. <laughs> uh, what I do have, though, is actually a beer you gave to me from mm. the old mother brewing company. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a little chilly on this good Friday. So mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. drinking a cave dweller winter lager. Yeah, that's a nice uh, one. Six is a six percent uh, lager there. It's a dark lager. I like a, a dark lager. Yeah, yeah, the Schwarzbier. I had that one when it was uh, super fresh down at the brewery there in beautiful Frederick, Maryland. I'm actually going down in a couple of weeks here uh, to um, do a little collab beer with them. Um, for those of you who follow us on the social medias, you might have saw got a little thing happening where I, you know, creating this little kind of weird side project brewing company thing called uh, Dead Arcade Beer, and uh, and and your boy Steve's kind of my uh my uh creative partner on on this as well so he's creating a lot of cool stuff for uh social medias and label art and all kind of sweet stuff for us so we're actually going to be doing a little uh collab with our lovely friends down uh at old mother in uh in frederick maryland i'm actually going down here in a oh geez a few weeks already so they didn't include me because i just pitched icy light to them you know yeah it was just like how do we recreate icy light and we're like meg leave us alone and she's like no uh, but icy light with blueberries no (laughs) meg's got other things she's cooking up in the beer world i'm sure uh the those of you who, who know are aware so um Listen, we're doing stuff. We're, we're, we're out here, you guys. We're busy. We're out here. Um, 
doing beer stuff. Uh, all right. I will tell you what I have here. I am drinking. Actually, I grabbed myself, like I said, hell of a damn week. Hell of a damn week. Ready to uh, to just get rip roaring ass drunk. Um, I had three beers. I, I brought one of them. I drank while I was cooking my kids dinner, which is one of them old Pilsner Kells. You guys might have heard something about what I'm drinking right now, though, is uh, is Von Trapp Hellas. I know mm. I've talked about Von Trapp on the brewery mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, on the on the about this brewery on the podcast before. But they just consistently make really great beer. They're from Vermont and they really focus on uh like, uh, you know, Central European styles, Austrian, German, um, you know, beer styles. And this one is the Hellas Golden Lager, um, which, you know, we have one of those over at the old Sly Fox. And, and this one is it's actually remarkably different than ours, hmm. but really good, too. Like, and like people, I think, are starting to pick up on the fact that Hellas is a pretty broad style. It doesn't yeah. have to be one thing. It's a lot of different things. Um, and this one's definitely a little bit more hop character um, mm. than a lot of Hellas. Um but still super clean. It's got a little bit of a rounder, chewier type of character. Like I said, a little bit more hop uh, aromatics than your average Hellas beer. But dang, dang, it's a good one. And then the last one I have sitting over here I'm going to crack into in a hot sec is uh, New Trail Lazy River Pills, oh, okay. which is like a dry hopped uh, pills, which is good. It's a little a little aggressive for a pills and, you know, aggressively hopped for a pills in my mind. But I figured, hey, start with the pills in our cow. Then you get a little hoppier, and then you get a little hoppier, and then you get fucking wild and crazy. Um, I just want to talk, since you're talking about um, Hellas, I really appreciate you guys' um, April Fool's Day. You know, <laughs> Oops, uh, all Hellas. Oops, Oops, all Hellas. Oops, all Hellas. I, like, loved that. I was like, even very so- pleased with myself, as you might imagine. <laughs> I, I like the accompanying video that went with it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the customer control. It, it felt like how you would probably actually talk to someone. Like, oh, yeah, what are that's you how about? I talk like, to everybody. Like, it was, why are you being stupid right now? Yeah. yeah I'm what terrible to work with. Don't you get? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm terrible to work with. Um, but no, we uh, we we were uh, sitting in uh, you know one of our marketing meetings, and I threw that out there, you know, about the oops all hellas. And we literally just sat there and giggled like children coming up with stupid ideas of like, we were like, but it's so that video, it got cut down. But like the initial one, like the initial, we probably shot 20 minutes of us mm-hmm. just pretending to be on the phone. Like one of them I was doing <laughs> with a banana. I love to pretend to talk to a banana. like it's a phone. <laughs> So we were doing a lot of that type of stuff and just going like, yes, we get it. It's well, it actually does have, you know, different four different varieties and it's just that all four varieties are the same beer like we're just being assholes on it, so. <laughs> um but it was fun and then our uh our um <laughs> our one of our guys who does uh, you know graphic design and, and marketing stuff for us um whipped up that little fake label which i thought was cool um but yeah listen we're in the beer business we gotta have gotta have fun if you can't have fun with beer it's fucking lame you, know, you might as well just do something else. You might as well do something else because there's a lot of easier jobs you can have. Um, it's true, man. I a lot of self-reflection right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people you work in the beer fun. business. You got you, you have to at least three to four times uh, a week question your entire existence. <laughs> yeah, Let's just absolutely. get into these old fucking well, movies. Can, just quickly. Just oh, just yeah. a quick thing, because I yeah. don't know if you since you didn't listen to the episode, I don't know if you got to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we did pick May's showdown. Oh, good, good, good. You guys are you guys are, are res- the responsible ones. Thank yeah. you. What, yeah, what, we, what's the showdown? And so, yeah. So since you didn't know about this, we'll, we'll give it to you. Uh, our three showdown topics are uh, sh- full moon features. Oh, geez. OK, that's relevant here. Yeah. Uh, telekinesis Kyle. 
Uh-huh. So we got another chance at telekinesis movies. And then uh, before they were stars. So any Ooh. anything of like actors who got their start in horror movies mm-hmm. and then went on to be big names. Big, big shining stars. We could do a little leprechaun. We could do a little. Uh, oh, my God. There's so many good ones there. Do um, ghoulies. All right. You could do ghoulies. We could do uh, 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 horror, uh, Return to Horror High. We could do ooh, mm-hmm. so many good ones. Yeah. Um, full Moon Features. Okay. Like mm-hmm. it. Like Although I feel like I've, we've talked about a lot of my favorite Full Moon Features already on this show. <laughs> Not all of them. It's um, good, but that's how, the, that's how it is exhausted. And, you know, like <laughs> now it, put, it puts you on your it. back heels a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Telekine- that's telekinesis kyle so some telekinesis movies i like that that one has been on there before and didn't win mm-hmm. um but yeah before they were stars very very cool so excited for for that so look for that on the social medias this week again another opportunity to follow us go follow us on there specifically on instagram and twitter is where we vote you'll see it in our instagram stories you'll see it in a little twitter poll and you'll click on which one of some bitching ones you want and then once we know then we will pick our movies that are associated with those topics. Then we'll talk about them in the showdown. We'll vote. Somebody will take home that motherfucking strap. Yeah, it's some bitch in the shoulder candy and guys. Um, so uh, at this point, um, you all know this. Your boy's the champ. I'm bringing, you know, the, the, the belt is back where it belongs on this son of a bitchin set of shoulders. Um, so that I being that said, you remind me. Mm hmm. This is how I remind you. Um, that was a Nickelback quote. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> yep. You're off the show now. Oh, I'm <laughs> fucking uh, rare form. You're canceled. Um, right. <laughs> I just got canceled, Making you guys. Nickelback references? I thought I was uncancelable at this point, uh, mm-hmm. but apparently not. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let's get into this fucking thing, this robot rampage that we're dealing with here. Um, okay, so... As always, to the victor go to spoils. I get to choose the order in which we talk about these fucking movies. Um, I actually, so this is a little unorthodox uh, in that Meg was really, um, I, I don't know if gifted is the right word, um, a movie to talk about. It's really more of like, it almost feels like a punishment. I mean, this movie was dog shit. I mean, you guys chose it primarily because it was well. Going we had never seen it. None of us saw it. I yeah, but we knew it probably was going to be great. Um, we also didn't know it was going to be forty six minutes long. I was actually that was the best part of it. That honestly, you know? you're not you you ain't wrong, sister. The best part of it is that it was under an hour. I was uh, shocked. Well, then I was like, okay, why is it literally on no? And I know like Full Moon Features has their own like streaming. Um, service and all that stuff that they're trying to push out there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why does this movie exist nowhere else? Oh, it's because it's fucking 46 minutes long. Mm-hmm. That might be have part of it, but also it's brand new. It is. It's brand it's, new. It just I, came out. And, you know, I, I was mad for a minute because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got fucking tricked into spending $7 for the month mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. subscribe to Full Moon Features. And it's like, they boomed me. They boomed me. They tricked me into watching a 46-minute movie for seven bucks. But because we have full moon features on a possible, you know, it could get more use. And also, I realize there's a bunch of Charles Band films I haven't seen, so I probably actually will get some more use out of it. There are. And there's some good ones. You know, there are some good ones. You know, your your castle freaks of the world. Mm -hmm. And so like that, there are some really, really, he makes some really great movies. Um, This is not 
uh, one of them. No, but, but this, this is, is Jim, a Jim Wynorski Jim too. Jim Wynorski flick, which is a different animal altogether. For those of you who know your boy Jim Wynorski, uh, uh, you know, you're getting into some some real doo-doo. But so here's what I would like to do. I think what we'll do is we'll let Meg get get this some bitch out of the way. Right off the top. Get right? it out of the way. Um, the whole, like I said, the whole damn movie's 45 minutes long. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about. And the plot could be summarized literally in six words. Um, so we'll go through that. Um, and then uh, and then I'll I'll go up next and then Steve can can bring, pick up the rear mm. and then we will uh we'll we'll go that route. How's that sound? Interesting. Okay. All right. All right, Meg, tell us about uh murder bot, oh. aka kill bot, aka murder dash bot. Uh, this AKA fucking sweeping, fucking the, taking the world by storm. Android land. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, if you would have told me that the WWE would have had something to do with this, I would have believed you. Mm-hmm. Like for just like a little bit because mm-hmm. of how how bad it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't talking. love like what you're insinuating, but sure, I get what you're saying. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you like I, some of the WWE films? Some uh, of them. I see just, no evil. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you, I mean, if you like, no, them, no, I just no. like I, I, the, the films. The, the are generally bot, bad. The bot in general, she. I was. It, she's primarily who I'm referring to because. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, basically, to surmise this film, we basically have a sentient AI robot. Mm-hmm. Who goes on a berserker? Appreciate killing the spree. British pronunciation. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> Ribbit. Ribbit. Um, I'm also just imagining I'm a frog because that's way mm-hmm. more entertaining than um, talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. She ends up in a small town where then a group of random kids end up at the same time. Ooh, and... driving that sweet, sweet Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, to then have the scientists who create her try to also stop her mm-hmm. but what stops her is a trumpet basically that's it you know <laughs> that's, I, that's kind, the of film. The <laughs> kind of the whole movie so we basically open up i kind of had a little bit of fun with the music but it also felt like just stock industrial goth wannabe music where mm-hmm. a lot of the sounds that like were used in this you could tell were just purchased so cheaply like yeah. there, like there was zero. Like if you would have said, "I have a, you have a hundred dollars to do anything with the soundscape for this movie," <laughs> talking about music, and one hundred dollars is your budget for sound. One hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what this movie had. That, and you know what? You'd have got change back. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like there are some songs in this movie quote that are like they have lyrics and everything. Mm-hmm. And as a person who has like requested for usage of uh music on a podcast in previous years like people will just send you music like you don't have mm. to pay for shit people will just send you music so guaranteed like if jim wynorski puts the call out and says hey i need some music for a feature film directed mm-hmm. by the director of <laughs> chopping mall like mm-hmm. there's gonna be at least four or five Big. desperate ass bands who are gonna yeah. go please use our songs and then he does because none of the songs really fit anything. They're just there you know to be in the background. What I about that, though, is that like he probably said, hey, you want to be in a feature film? But he just ignored the full moon part of it <laughs> and then just let it go. And you know, the feature like, part he... because it's under 60 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say and the feature part as well. Yeah. So, OK, we open up and we get introduced to Raquel. 
who is our AI bot here. Mm-hmm. Um, my first note is that, um, especially since we talked about it on the last episode, Brian E. will uh, eventually hear, is mm-hmm. like talking about how, like Megan, we specifically brought up that she like learned how to walk like a robot really well. Like, you know, like her movements were good. Mm-hmm. Raquel, on the other hand, uh, not so good. <laughs> um, though I appreciated her like, platform you know boots that she had on because they definitely reminded me of like a frankenstein so like in my brain um that's what i was associating with like oh she came alive kind of thing like, yeah the, the robotic <laughs> uh movements are not from her like you know physical acting so much as um the choice of footwear i think she actually just learned how to walk from the military because that's pretty mm. much she just looked like she was just trying to march she, she would have like been that. more natural wearing fucking Nickelodeon moon boots. Like they, <laughs> that's how bad these that yeah, she's just yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm not terrible. trying to talk, not trying to destroy anybody. This this movie is what it is. Weird. So we have Raquel is now somehow ended up in this little small town that's really close to what seemingly is uh the base camp for where she was created. Um I forget if there was they actually stated the name of the town off the top of my head, but we basically I everything about this movie, it felt so choppy and just like pieces were put together. But right before um, we officially uh, I'm trying to think of like me, like Mar- Raquel meets the first people in the cast, um, we get introduced to this uh, little diner where. Guys, I actually am going to make a point to say that I not only brought, I get to talk about a robot rampage movie, but I also mm-hmm. get to walk, talk about a Christmas movie. Yeah. I did not I did. anticipate this was a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. Neither did I. So, yeah. So I didn't I, see that one coming. I, I want to point something out that I just felt, I found so crazy is that this is, so this is filmed on kind of a, a it's a relatively known a movie ranch mm. that's out in California. And this is filmed on the exact same set as a recent uh, Tubi original film <laughs> called Hellblazers uh, starring. It okay. has like, it has like Tony Todd and Adrian Barbeau and Bruce Dern in it. I saw this and I was like, what a cast. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched it yet. It's a, it's, it's okay. It's pretty okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's way better than this, mm-hmm. but and it's better than a ghost ship or whatever the yeah. fuck. What was that one? Oh, to be original, that, that was, was Titanic Six Six Six. But that was also an oh, asylum yeah. film, so that one is that was different. an asylum film. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, the Hellblazers is actually pretty good. Go on to be check mm-hmm. it out. But it's mm-hmm. the exact same thing. And oh, also Billy Zane's in it. Billy Zane is oh, no. hilarious. <laughs> but it's the exact same set, except for it, on this film, it's completely dressed down. And yeah. like they they don't have any of like occasionally there's like a crossover vehicle parked in the background, but uh, yeah, <laughs> with no continuity. But like, yeah, Hellblazers is also a Christmas movie. No shit. Yeah, wow. I'm like, why but am I watching? I, is, I don't. I don't know. I just don't know if like if that set looked like a Christmas movie or this is just like people show up. They're like, guys, I have a, I have a great idea. What if we just also make this a Christmas movie? You know, yeah. let's just crossover crossover yeah. right now. I feel like maybe they were just using leftover things from Hellblazer, but the one I think the one got to be right. It's got to yeah. be right. But well, like, what did they, this is? That's the funny part is like I obviously haven't seen the other film, but like mm-hmm. there was literally the only things that we knew that this was a Christmas movie was 
uh, the fact that when they were in the the diner, they're like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, we're sorry it's Christmas and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no Christmas decorate. I like, right. couldn't even, you know. And then the trumpet where guys just playing jingle bells all the time. Yeah. I think it's literally it. because we see the two people who are in the diner that get killed and then wrapped in Christmas lights. And I, bet, I bet those Christmas lights were left over from Hellblazers. Yeah. But like in Hellblazers, it's actually more of a Christmas movie in California because like in between the diner and the gas station is a Christmas tree farm. And then the, mm, there's Chris, okay. then there's like Christmas decorations all throughout the film. Like they do yeah. a much better job. So this town is kind of like the Christmas tree capital of California. Uh, of the desert. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's just a <laughs> filming ranch. Like there's just like there. So it's in Santa Clarita clarita county mm-hmm. and like there's just a whole bunch of like movie ranches up in this area and three of them are owned by the same family the mm-hmm. uh, i i did looking into this because i got interested but there's uh it's uh, <laughs> the velus uh the veluzot family they own like three movie ranches up there and just a quick tie-in is one of the movie ranches is where westworld the tv show was filmed no mm. shit. I was waiting That's for you to cool. say this is where Westworld was filmed too. Yeah. Like, cause I was like, do they, you know, wonder if they have a, like this, this reminded me also of like, this could have been a lot or an adjacent lot or something mm-hmm. could have been where the, the Texas chainsaw remake, you know, was right. shot or something mm-hmm. like that. It's all yeah. feels like it's shot, could be shot like in that same Valley or even like a, uh, nope or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. all feels yeah. like it's that same environment. It's, a, it's literally like five, uh, like five or 10 miles down the road is mm-hmm. like the set that Westworld the TV show was shot and also Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Both mm-hmm. of yeah, okay. they have like a okay. they have a mock up Mexican village is where mm-hmm. you know all that was shot. So like yeah. Killbots and you know uh Westworld the TV show. <laughs> Tying together. Totally. Hey Brian, guess what? Our movies are the same. Same 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 films. Look I get it, them confused all the time. <laughs> um i don't want to like forget to mention too um i think my initial i started to say that we met raquel because we did meet her first Mm -hmm. but she met the um gas station attendant which for being such a small town you you would think that everyone would know what everyone else is doing and they would have some sort of rapport of like oh hey i'm gonna go see jimmy down the street real fast like you would know immediately if something happened yeah but this like that guy the i um the attendant for the gas station, just like mm-hmm. the things that he said were the most insane things that I've <laughs> ever heard. Like this is just a tits and ass movie as well. Yes. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Straight up. Like yep. we'll go into one of the other scenes in a little bit later. Becky that I LeBeau. Know you know Listen, you look at the cast here. You kind of get to figure this August kiss, <laughs> Becky LeBeau. Like it's, you know, it's adult, adult performers, right? Yeah, yeah. In some instances. You know, this would have definitely been on Skinamax at some mm-hmm. point or another, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I wrote, uh, let me see, I put a couple quotes down because I thought it was funny. He, it's like, I also wanted like his, the guy's um, confidence, like, was just so insane to me. And I feel like, though, it was like a caricature of like dudes in general of like yeah i'm a very not attractive like in the middle of nowhere but i am just a man and i am just going to be like can i check your oil with my dipstick you know because this feels like 
like dating apps personified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this like is it in real life. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to this world, y'all. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, the only other note I had before going into talking about the diner was that the art that because that was like then the opening sequence and the art was just like so bad it just like reminded me like they just uh you know like how we had on social media like those ai um whether it was an app or like a filter or whatever for people taking photos Mm -hmm. did did you guys catch that okay that's what it just made me like feel like that they just were like here we're gonna put a couple pictures just see what comes out yeah this is and we're gonna i mean yeah the the opening sequence is straight up like dolly AI generated uh, because Dolly's free. They wouldn't spend the money for Mid Journey. I've done some mm-hmm. pretty decent things on Mid Journey that mm-hmm. I'm like I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> but it is it's fine. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but I kind of was just like it's like an AI bot. Yeah, it's like an AI bot thing you do on uh, or not Reddit. Jesus, uh, uh, your oh, first beer label is going to be made on that, right? No. Oh, yeah. Well, there's yeah. There's a lot of weird con uh, concept art that I've definitely created on that. That's for sure. <laughs> there's concept right. art and there's content, but it's not going to be the labels. All the labels are Word. all Steve putting it in. But but <laughs> but yeah, like the they're definitely using like Dolly generated. They put in woman robot cyberpunk, and then they mm-hmm. took some shitty like stock footage of uh, ink cloud effects and put mm-hmm. it in the background. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. mm-hmm. slap, slap, slap. And I looked at it. And I'm like, I could make this in 10 minutes. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. This whole movie, I'm going to guess, was between the time they started shooting it to the time they had a finished product could not have been more than three weeks. Yeah. Mm hmm. I'd agree. That's kind of my other theory is like Hellblazers rented the Diamond V Ranch to film on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they finished up a week ahead of schedule. (laughs) And so Jim Wynorski (laughs) paid just a little bit to use Mm -hmm. the rest of the week to film this. There you go. (laughs) Wow. Man, if you... I think I think you just wrote the biography for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> just you know figured I, out the production schedule. They said, "Oh, hey, you guys are done with this. Do you mind if we just piggyback on and use the use the rest? Are you going to be mad? Yeah. It's already for scheduled. Sure <laughs> happened. We'll get. We will give you two hundred dollars. Yeah, shooting for sure yeah. couldn't have been more than like three days. So then this is where we really we just get introduced to the people who run the diner and they um, let go their busty blonde uh, waitress. But she's just like, I totally get it, guys. Hey, all right. No biggie. Thanks. Like that's like that was it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. This town sucks. There's only four well, of us. There's the three of us here in the diner, and then I'll the creepy the mayor now. Yeah. yeah, and then the creepy ass fucking uh, gas station guy. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah, well, and there's he's only a couple things care. you're gonna do. Yeah. You know, the nice thing there's four people in five jobs. You're gonna find it. You just gotta. You just got. It's like it's like hot potato. You just right. pass it on. You know what? In this type of town, you can create your own reality. She's probably going to go sell feet photos yeah, after that. She could go sell foot you photos, know? or I just would have loved it if she showed up later as the sheriff. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. I'm the sheriff now, because <laughs> yeah. who fucking says no? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say no to her being the sheriff. <laughs> Giddy up. Um, 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Sorry, my brain is not. You didn't not see Meg when she said giddy up to, she did a shoulder shake. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no one understands giddy up. the shoulder You know, she kind of does this like, just to kind of try to describe it to you. It's not like an up and down. It's a like, I'm going to put one shoulder for it. Like you're doing the hokey pokey with the shoulders. Like mm-hmm. one shoulder in, one shoulder out kind of thing. She's trying to, she's sitting down, but sashaying. It's 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 sassy yeah. and um yeah it's just the sass coming out it's and you guys just get it shoulder shake. yeah yep. it's just like mm-hmm. mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. anywho so busty blonde leaves and then we get Raquel walking in you know she just stumbles in and no one just thinks this is weird you know so clearly the la- the other two people who are left they they're boning and they're just like doing whatever they're about to go on a hot ass date mm-hmm. down and they I, I swear to god they probably have a mechanical bull that they just like manage themselves somewhere in one of the other buildings mm-hmm. that's yep. what I'm assuming they were going to go do and then maybe play pool mm-hmm. um I, I'm making that up guys classic date no you're probably you're <laughs> You're probably classic right, mate. West, classic Western date. I, I, I will say I did go on a date like a few weeks ago and I asked the guy if if he would ride a mechanical bull. I'm That's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're, you're projecting. This- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think you're right, though, because yeah, like the, di- the diners open seven to three and then, you know, they close that down, but then I'll open the bar from four to two. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? Because we're going to go on a lot of side quests, and I told you I want to keep this tight. But, um, but when definitely I was moving, not. Definitely not, because all the stories are. You've much already better. talked longer than the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the uh, when I was moving back from Oregon, I stopped in, um, or I got stuck in Wisconsin. Uh, I was trying to make it to Milwaukee, but there was a crazy ice storm. So mm-hmm. I literally just got off at the next exit that I could find. At a hotel right there, motel, I should say. Um, and I walked in. I walked in and there was no one there. There's like no reception desk, but there is a phone right ahead of me mm-hmm. that says, Call this number. We are at the bar on the other side of the parking lot. And this is just this is the exact yeah. this same most thing. Wisconsin story um, I've ever heard. And then the other thing that you'll appreciate is that the decor in the lobby there was a turkey in a glass case it wasn't it was enclosed and this a was turkey? probably a turkey i lost you lost me the, yeah. one of the there was a stuffed a literal, turkey a stuffed okay, turkey gotcha, gotcha, Star, gotcha. sorry stuffed turkey like mm-hmm. i was with you it was a taxidermy a <laughs> yeah taxidermy it was fucking taxidermy gotcha. we're in wisconsin it, it went um, over my just, head <laughs> everything just made total sense and um so these things are all coming together with this movie um <laughs> same places but anywho so Raquel walks in the the woman in the scene is like trying to connect with her and she just like Raquel's like an AI. So like she's quote unquote like trying to like learn from people. And so she's I don't care. She said something about hell and she's like, no, Raquel, like everything about this conversation is awkward. But then that woman also says something about men being dumb and she's like men dumb and like these are just weird awkward things that are going these are on such full this is such a piece of foam i would argue that like this movie isn't you know this is more of a jim wanorski flick than like really having a classic more of like a charles band type of feel to it um but the dialogue is still kind of 
I don't know, felt unmistakably full moon mm-hmm. in a lot of instances. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like that that sort of dialogue. You know, it reminded me of a conversation that would have happened in the diner in, uh, um, you know, head of the family or something like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like um, when what's her face also with the big boobs is possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same thing. I don't know a lot of full moon feature films, um, but I f- I'm going to assume that there's just like a lot of big boobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, 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 yeah. Might be a Yeah, not always, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's like little, <laughs> there's little like side, you know, because you, you obviously have the the Puppet Master franchise, which is like its own thing. It's kind of got its own little like kind of feel to it. And you have like the baby, what is it, baby oopsie or whatever. You know, that's kind of its own little thing. And like you definitely have these little corners and franchises within full moon features but some of the one just like standalone movies yeah they have a flavor i would say for sure i would say if you go into the evil bong series you're gonna get a lot of big boob you stuff get the idea a lot of big yeah, boob evil stuff bong. <laughs> or even uh either, even ginger dead man mm-hmm. you know you're getting big that boob stuff, stuff obviously yeah weird so raquel having no emotional connection to anything uh kills both the waitress and the guy who's also running the diner pretty quick scene again this is a very quick paced movie so i feel like i'm getting stuck on some of like little details but there's really no point to this i mean there there are good details though because like i love the fact it's so silly grandma wine's coming out okay grandma wine there we go but like it's so silly because like they're going through this diner scene and then they're like let's get her some pie and then she's like no pie and then she kills everybody (laughs) and she spikes the camera to deliver the line no pie before she leaves yeah. like what the fuck is this it's so what, silly. like it really is uh, like just almost improvised some of it or uh, yeah it doesn't yeah she's like i have a great idea yeah let me do this again <laughs> a um, choice i have a also, choice if like why didn't they just hire china for this film like she I'm, is dead. I'm still- oh, she's dead oh wait that- <laughs> <laughs> This Why did this hire China simultaneously? Steve, go. She dead. Yeah, Meg. Thanks. I honestly totally forgot that, but that now makes me sad to remember that. Um, oh man, no, she did sadly pass, Meg. Thank you. This for episode is up. going in weird directions you, tonight. Yeah. You are right though, but I think Joni Lore would have like commanded a higher price tag uh, for sure, and like she would have been a better actress. I think. And she oh, totally. w- she would have fit the role better because like the whole time we have this Raquel bot like doing flexes and like mm-hmm. she doesn't have like small arms, but you mm-hmm. want like big guns. Yeah. You want somebody jacked yeah. like she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like we, they they probably should have got a, like, can, like they should have got like a Brittany Murphy or a Christy Alley type for this. <laughs> <laughs> So anywho, now I'm just naming I, so, actresses, <laughs> a real Betty White role. <laughs> hey, if this movie was made in heaven or hell, like the afterlife, anywho, I don't believe much yet. Um, okay, so the transitions for this movie are Anna so Nicole Smith will really fucking kill <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. She would have right, for yeah. sure gone after the guy who owns the diner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, All right, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna stop. Um, yeah. So again, the transitions are really poor, and you're just kind of getting cut to cut. You're like, we just need to give you the shit to make anything make sense, even though we know at the end of the day it's not gonna make sense. So mm-hmm. we get introduced to kind of like a little bit more of the background of where Raquel came from. We go to the lab, and again, I like I. 
just leading into that first, the two kind of assistant scientists of sorts, what the fuck? Why would they decide that um, those like high ponytail space buns, like they're going to go to a fucking um, Spice Girls concert? Like mm, that's scientist that? hair. Yeah. That yeah. was so specific. Because um, they're, hilarious. they're hilarious. They yeah, are this hilarious. Yeah, this they is are. the comp- same so- production company and the same writer, one of the writers, as Evil Bong 777. <laughs> you know, so like, and uh, Barbie, Corona Zombies, right. you know, I'm reading down there. He he also wrote Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King. Like, these are <laughs> real movies that he wrote. So that's that's the answer. Yeah. Okay, so no no questions on that then, uh, of course. <laughs> no, so Makes 100% sense. Also, these, these characters are, they. I don't think they ever say it in the film, but these characters are named Mary and Mary. One with a Y and one with an I. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> that makes Fucking total brilliant. sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Um, so, but the lead scientist was always just like, I like how they played her off. Like, she's like, no, you know, I, d- I slept, but I didn't get much sleep, you know? Like, like, like they're just, <laughs> just insinuating. She just got railed last yeah. night. It was like, this is so pointless. <laughs> and I feel like, d- like there's no value to her being a scientist, which is so fucking hilarious to me. Mm. Anywho, the lab. We are in the lab. We're like, hey, we're learning a little bit more. And then we meet the basic like general to this whole situation is like, where the fuck is my girl? Which again, creepy. He definitely is trying to bang her when she's mm-hmm. like tied mm-hmm. up. We know mm-hmm. that. We understand mm-hmm. that. Uh- <laughs> he definitely like when um, no one's looking, he grabs its hoots. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you just call boobs hoots? I did. Yeah. Hoots. <laughs> the old set of hoots. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone say that. Well, now um, you have. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Your yeah. life is no, enriched. Um, <laughs> thank you, Steve. I'm gonna Welcome to a this. whole new world. I'm gonna remember this forever. Anywho, so they're hey, like, hoots. "Well, we gotta find. We gotta. We gotta find Raquel's hoots. Get her back to daddy." Mm-hmm. Um, he isn't zaddy though. Let's just be clear. No. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just kind of old. He's which, like he's grandfather. Yeah, I just a quick, just a quick stop on this actor his name's arthur sellers and he has a very interesting imdb profile because he's only done two movies that he's acted in but brian you'll enjoy mm. this he was the writer on max headroom <laughs> no shit <laughs> yeah uh I fucking love max Headroom. he was a writer on max headroom he was a writer on uh here come the raisins which was one of the california raisins jesus christ he is he is the king of obscure net 80s and 90s pop culture and then a writer on transformers beast wars <laughs> damn if you would have said he was the creator of mac tonight that's that would have been the trifecta uh but seriously max headroom and the california raisins like those are like i i just did my will recently and i i left everything i own if i died to the california raisins in max headroom so that's like that's that's fucking what a coincidence you gotta earn this yeah no you guys you guys have not proven to me that you can surpass surpass uh one mr max headroom Mm -hmm. so that's wild my should i continue yeah 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 no good we're done we're done we're done reminiscing on obscure tv (laughs) shows no no. i want to leave you guys room i want to you know i want to leave i want to say you know i was gonna say maybe maybe he he would do a a a cartoon cartoon uh heroes to the rescue or whatever that one is where they (laughs) tell kids like three-year-olds don't don't smoke crack you know oh um, yeah yeah the teenage mutant ninja turtles tell five-year-olds that crack is whack and all yeah yeah fucking show rules you know that um uh it's like insurance company it's like 
can you save some time and sign up for insurance online or something like that? And he's like the general, um, mm-hmm. but like the cartoon. That's what he reminds me of. He's the real of. life. He's the real life version. <laughs> he's like the real he's the life real version general. of that. He's the real general. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Is that insurance called like the general? Maybe. Um, it is called mm-hmm. the general. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the larger in- insurance companies in the country. It's wild. It <laughs> really? is. It's Yeah, wow. it's wild. It actually has a really wild story behind you that company. You have their insurance, don't you? I don't, but Shaq, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, oh. like fronts them. He's like a purse for mm-hmm. them. And he insists it's because whenever he was like a kid, like they're all about like minimum state minimum coverage and all that. And nobody would give him insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm. he was like a high risk, you know, kid or whatever. And they gave him insurance and he like never forgot that. So now he like reps their brand like on the cheap. <laughs> it's like it's a really weird story. But that's anyway. kind of cute. That's kind of sweet. I kind of like those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Hmm. We can do a whole episode on the, gen- fucking, on the general. I don't, I don't want to get sentimental. I want to talk <laughs> on about shack investments. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that's just like sweet shit. That, that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to taint it with this movie. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Breezing over this. We meet those characters. We meet them. There's not really a lot to point out here besides, again, we meet the tits and ass. We meet the granddaddy. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Grandfather. He is grandfather. Um, general grandfather. Um, <laughs> we learn, we, like, Raquel also then, like, leaves the town a little bit. I think this is when we, she ends up killing the the camper. Uh, and he's only listed as happy camper. On IMDb as his character, which again, mm. like the kills, I think like there's there's definitely minimal budget. So it's like there's a lot of like I think they did an OK job on like the blood, but not like the scenes of the kills. They, some they of that, had, some of that no CGI blood do. was no bueno. Oh, that the CGI blood was bad. The but CGI I feel like, blood splatter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like like when they were places, I was like, that's fine. I'll accept that. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it's, it's like, fine. again, this movie was slapped together for like 300 bucks in two weeks, it feels like. So, you know, two it is what it is. minutes into this movie, my bar was lowered so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, so me giving them little props, it's again, it's, there's a little bit of an asterisk on it. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, 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 blah. Anywho, so now we jump to meeting the kids, Boo. which is what I'm going to call them. <laughs> Boo, they suck. I couldn't wait till they die. So yeah. bad. I just, like I wanted them to die in real life. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted the I band just, to flip. <laughs> yeah. And just that and then credits roll. Yeah. The, the, like I would have been more sad about that sweet, sweet Chrysler Pacifica <laughs> than I would have been for any of those people. I really wanted the one kid to be killed with his trumpet. Mm-hmm. Oof. Like it's tough. I like I am so I, I think I would be more entertained to learn about like how they came up with the conclusion that she would somehow be inhibited by a trumpet. And so that someone now in the movie has to be an avid trumpet player. Like I just, I don't under, like I, I'm so curious because these are funny things. I think Jim Winorski and gang were, uh, were out there messing them with through the trash, <laughs> scrounging through the trash. They found that half working string of lights. They found a trumpet and they said, that's you think a the movie. Script, the script was written on site. This actually, let's just assume this was all ad libbed. This is all improv. This was all just like you on the fly. Would believe it if I thought that any of the people participating in this were capable of any amount of of uh, improvisation. I would Touché. agree with you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure Raquel was definitely improving like her performance because she might have been because she but, yeah. she made the very real choice of mixing RoboCop and frankenstein and uh uh ben stiller in zoolander 
because she's always making blue steel face as she, she marches does. around. <laughs> this movie is no, honestly this is just the Botox. It's uh, this movie is uh, like I said. I like a lot of full moon features, this, and I like a lot of. I have went on record as saying I love chopping mall yeah, which is a doesn't? jim wynorski flick love chopping mall it's honestly one of my favorite fucking movies this movie is dog shit and has almost no unapologetically qualities. dog shit like and it's not even funny it's just mostly annoying mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it'll be funny 10 years or 20 years from now i don't know i think the one funny i did laugh at one part and it's where they're it's again in the lab with like the the marys and that was literally the only kind of funny yeah, scene but like just the yeah. way the one mary gets so excited to give a makeover <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. robot i don't know it just made me laugh hey, this is a real thing have you ever given a makeover no been given one? no because mm. that's exciting. i have obviously never been given a makeover make for anybody who can tell from my dress and homeless what, chic what about what hey, about me or steve, steve would suggest that we would give or receive makeovers yeah. uh brian you have daughters i guarantee you're oh, going to yes ask i have no i've definitely painted oh yeah my nails been painted my hair has been put in you know oh yeah all absolutely. manner of things yes a child a child's this makeover is, yes these are basically children that just have that are just not Smooth children. Their brains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, wow. Okay. So we're getting this movie is so bad that uh it's I think what we say is more hilarious and great than what it is. Um yeah. anywho, okay. I don't uh, to go into details, highlights of meeting the kids is that the main point is the one kid who probably has never had his dick touched, uh, mm. just plays a trumpet and he plays jingle bells, and I forget. Did I say Jenga? I think I did. Um, Jenga, Jenga bells. Yeah, yeah. Jenga bells. that's how you don't get sued. You play Jenga bells. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the other one was. I can't remember the other song. But anywho, uh, poorly, and he's annoying everyone. So anywho, these kids somehow they're like, oh my god, I have no gas. Like we need to find a spot because There's you're so much conversation about getting gas. Too There's much. So much Anywho, conversation about um, getting we gas. We are talking about it more than we should, too. They yeah. end up in this town uh, where Raquel is kind of in the perimeter. Which again, mm-hmm. the weird thing that I there's no continuity to where she is when she is because you would assume after she did the kill and there's no one else there, she would have left. But no, she's just still there. Anywho, so uh, let me show you this. who's the first kill. Okay, so one of the girlfriends. Is I think is the first one killed, if I remember correctly. Anywho, the kids start getting killed, and they're like, "Oh my god, we're getting we're getting killed. We're gonna go to the diner because it's safe." What I found so hilarious about all this stuff was like the weird contradictions in like uh, to the point of the girlfriend to the like the main guy driving. She first said, "You know, if you're not back in ten minutes." I'll, I'll have a plan and then when she's asked if she has a plan she's like no and no, then in one of the last scenes they walk into that one cabin they're like oh my god this is the safest place and yet the door like doesn't fully close and it's kind of like rocks and they're like we're gonna die like like these weird little things let's I'm like, stand in this kindling with no doors or windows <laughs> exactly yeah. 
Um, so anywho, to breeze over this, we get a lot of, uh, when they are in the diner, the only interesting where we talked about it, where they see that the two people that were originally in the diner are wrapped in Christmas lights. The guy is not dead. Okay. Mm. They don't try to save him, but he is not dead. Um, blood comes out of his mouth. Okay. That's Sounds usually, good. uh, uh, in movies that means you're dead, but not always. <laughs> I feel like that's like when you're dying, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but there, there's no help to be had. They are like, we're horny teenagers mm-hmm. and we just want to go have our fuck fest. So mm-hmm. let's figure this out. Um, but they have no idea what to do. But so anyway, they try to get him water. <laughs> For his, for, his in, Thanks, for his internal Thanks, bleeding. That's, that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing happening. Um, funny comments, I think, even like just silly things. And I'm just like, these are such silly comments that when they see the, fo- the phone, but they're like, what do you know what that is? I saw Superman. Why? Why did, why did you, like, these are weird. They, so many things were said that were unnecessarily said. I think this movie would have been aided if they just, like, it was a silent film. Mm I think that would have actually I, been better. Honestly, the, I, I was thinking about this. The best way to improve this film is for it to not exist. <laughs> yeah. That's really the only way that it's going to be better. Like, I mean, just make a totally different movie or don't make it at all. Like, this was really, was one movie that, like, it would have been better if it never happened. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, I truly think the world would have been better if it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, my, my notes straight up jump to when they get to the cabin. So they're in the the last lady, the last lady, and the trumpet boy end up being like, "We're gonna try to save the world because he just wants to get his dick sucked." Still, so that's still on the table. Um, <laughs> that's so at this point, there's this is still a very real possibility. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Like, I mean, normally when you find a corpse, you're like, "My dick is gonna stay dry," but in this instance. <laughs> It's like, no, this might still happen. I They got more horny. Yeah. They yeah. Got more horny. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's be clear about that. So this is when you go to the cabin where they're like, oh, my God, we're going to be so safe here. And it's like, again, I like laughed at that. I'm like, I watched the door just like bounce. I'm like, there's no knob. This is this is just fucking hilarious. And these were contradictions. So Raquel finds you been them. more safe if you would have laid down and put a paper bag over your head. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That been safer. I, don't, I don't think Raquel would have seen you. Um, Probably not. We don't know how Raquel really understands people. Does she read body heat? Like, That's what is she? Does she do a T-Rex situation? Is it based on motion? You know, I don't know. My brain just made her arms like a foot and a half shorter. Um, (laughs) But still flexing, but still (laughs) still giant biceps. Um, No, it was a they did show, you know, through her eyes on multiple occasions, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it was there was like a heat signature thing, if I'm recalling, isn't it? Uh, I don't remember. I I am remembering Westworld. Yeah, I feel I like might have there been. was I it literally out like 15 was 15 minutes into it was the, the most generic movie. like green screen like you would see the same type of thing I think in like a military like if you had um like night vision goggles like that's what it reminded mm-hmm. me of like it was so yeah. basic um but let's see okay cool um I think the another funny line which I just thought was weird so okay the scientist and oh wait guys let's pause let's talk about the best scene in this movie for two seconds. The full frontal? Where the full frontal um, was probably the only interesting scene in this movie. <laughs> pure skinemax bullshit um, where we have the scientists, which I have no idea why this scene exists besides they're like, if we have a budget, we're blowing it right here to get this chick 
to rub lights that I seemingly are sanitizing her body. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather is what I'm assuming as well. Um, and that's what that's the scenario I'm making in my head is the guy that she's sleeping with is probably grandfather too. Um, mm-hmm. side probably. Piece. Uh, you love so, that shit. Yeah, but this is like classic Megan says two. <laughs> Love Meg. Listen, guys, <laughs> no, Meg no, no. is like that's a big deal for her. He, it's kind of like calling someone daddy or zaddy, but he's oh, like grandfather. Not her grandfather. Yeah, he's I just get it. on a, like how like you grandfather. Would, yeah, but you're not actually related. You're just like that's how you see him, but you're still kind of horny for it. Weird. Gotcha. Classic. I get it. Yeah. Although not the not the <laughs> not to shame the actress or anything, but her age would probably dictate that he would still just be her daddy. That's true. She's Ooh, yeah. she's I would say she's sure. got to be early 50s. Really? Uh, I mean, 40s yeah. at least. Late 40s, maybe. I don't know. I get the I get the feeling. Which which one? What now? I, now I got to check. Now I'm very she's Dr. Curious. Mary. It's, Weather, yeah, it's right? August Kiss. And she's. Oh, August yeah. Kiss. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the Wait, other. So is August Kiss, Kiss is, uh, like an actual like actress or uh, like a she's star? A, she's. Well, she's a, she both? is an actress, but she's both. I mean, yeah, she oh, okay. she definitely she's is. Oh, I was getting it mixed up with one of the with one of the other ones. Yeah, August Kiss is not. That oh, she old, was in Chopping Mall too. No, Wait, no, she's not I, that old. August Kiss. I'm literally yeah. on the IMDb right now. I don't think you're. It's a. I don't think you're. Murderbot from Ledger. Oh, you're sorry, not reading guys. it correctly. Sorry, she read, puts she puts in okay. her in her IMDb bio. She yes. puts a bunch of other films. That mm-hmm. of people she worked with, <laughs> she, she's yes. like I worked with my B. I worked with Felissa Rose, who was in Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> just so, just so people who quick scan it like Meg just did go, oh Sleepaway <laughs> Camp Chopping Mall. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, she she yes. grifted. She grifted you, you pretty called good. Called me out for that. That's exactly what I did. Well, so, no, because yeah. it happened um, to fine. me too. Because I quick read it because yeah. I was like, where is this woman from? Because I don't recognize her from adult film. I don't think she does adult films really. As far as I know, no. I was thinking of the. Uh, I was thinking of uh, one She's of the other women. Star. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think Becky LeBeau. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was. She's done some. Uh, like I don't think she's done adult films. She was like a play- playboy. I think she was like yeah, a playboy. playboy. Yeah, yeah, I think she was like a playboy playmate at some yeah. point. Either way, but, she might be in a movie called Murder Size. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, that actually of- just came out not that long ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty new one. I would say, um, you know, and listen, I'm going out on a on a limb here. Um, August Kiss seems to have gone to great lengths on the internet to not have her age. Oh yeah, there. I'm just curious, but it that's does. I, you know, I was just curious to look. Not that it's any of my business how old she is, but I'm just curious. Yeah. And uh, she has gone to great lengths to ass- to assure that that is not. Uh, on the internet, very well, readily. Age does not do well for women in Hollywood. So no, let's, I get it. Uh, we'll be, we'll we'll give her a pass. Anywho, mm-hmm. I more so want to talk in a hilarious manner about this scene because I just find it so funny that we probably spent three minutes watching her uh, use like a weird scanner thing to go all around her body, and I think mm-hmm. that's where the budget went. Genuinely, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're gonna give you this at least thirty-five minutes. Of pure dog shit, but hey, guys, wait for the boobs in the full frontal. You know you're gonna love it. That mm-hmm. was the pitch. That was the fucking pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you what. You know what? Everybody who's listening to this, I was mad at first about the seven dollars, but you get the full frontal in this movie, right? And then you get all the other mm-hmm. full moon features. Mm-hmm. You have to pay almost ten dollars for August Kiss uh, 
only fans. So you know what? This is a deal. This is a deal. That's a hot deal. That is a hot Um, deal. Yeah, you get full frontal and full moon. Yeah, you know, and full moon and a full moon feature. And she also does yeah. the booba lantern. So that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great <laughs> booba lantern. Because she puts both of the lights up to her boobs and then you can see all oh, the way she through does. them. She does do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. Pretty anyway, solid. So. It's a d- this movie's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Grandfather sends one of his men and the two Marys out to find the sentient AI, Raquel. Um, and. This is whole thing is just like weird and funny. It's like they're useless. There's like the trumpet saves the day, quote unquote. Um, the trumpet basically has some effect the way they make it play out. Like it basically inhibits her from doing anything, which then the you know, the military man who goes with the Marys uh ends up shooting Raquel in the head multiple times. But hey guys, guess what? Kelly dead. Um, I will make a point. He did say she's leaving a trail, trail of carnage. That was one. Of my, that was a good line to me. Um, just the way he said it too. So, um, oh, oh, and also, um, Raquel comes up with a catchphrase in one of her kills. I'm just like pointing out a couple key things because the movie's over at this point. Um, she comes up with a catchphrase for herself, and I think yeah, it's gonna you're deleted. Gonna, you are. You've been deleted. Um, yeah. so. Guys, well, I think it's going to catch on. Um, yeah, Raquel, it's got legs. <laughs> Raquel then comes back to life at the last minute. So, dun, dun, dun. There's probably going to be another one. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> and we will all move on from this horrible experience. Yeah, and Thank don't, you, and don't also, And don't also don't watch this one. No, I'm, yeah, no. I mean, if you, unless unless you're bored or like really high or really just fucked up and you just want to have fun with friends, you could make mm-hmm. fun of it. It's a great movie. Well, to make fun that was of. my so point. Perfect. Is is like, listen, you know me. I will watch goddamn anything. Uh, listen, I've I've been known to sit sit through the entirety of Clown NATO. But I'm just saying, there. If you are watching this, that means you likely paid at least for one month of Full Moon feature streaming service. And if that is the case, you got a lot of movies to watch before this. So there are there are plenty of genuinely enjoyable movies on you know on from Full Moon features. Uh, this is going to fall pretty damn far down that list. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. is this is crazy. This is a like, big stinker. Yeah, I think, and it just it kind of just feels like a trap to get people to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then. Wait, you know, how is it a trap? Like just because it's because new? it's new, yeah, uh, just because it's new. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah, because it's new and it has Jim Wynorski's name on it, and that's all it is. Mm. Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was just a quick grab because I don't know, maybe they don't have anything else coming out in 2023, or at least not for until the end of the year. But this is a quick like, hey, a biannual movie to get people to subscribe. You know? yeah, yeah, it's kind of like I feel like the adult film industry. It's like just put out a movie, something every day or every month and mm-hmm. you know so like you, the, the quantity of quality mm-hmm. factor. it also might have been a thing it, it, i don't know how long you guys stayed in the credits but they mm-hmm. had a tag in the credits of like the, apparently this is film number 329 put out by full moon features so oh. like low, lower than i would have thought to be honest Can, with you i really want to find movie 69 and see what they do in the credits there <laughs> but i mean maybe they they have some sort of schedule where they're like trying to make 350 something special or 400 something special i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know 
It's a long way away, though. It is. They're just like racing. (laughs) I'm so tired of talking about this movie. Guys, thank you so much for bestowing it upon me. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. Almost killed myself over it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost killed myself. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's well, let's not, not joke about suicide. There's a lot of death on this episode. We need to put an asterisk. It, it has gotten less. It's Easter we weekend. Everyone's up. got death on the brain. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got that pile of hot fucking garbage behind us. Let's get into a, a, a little flick from uh, from the year of our Lord, 1973. We're talking about Westworld, uh, written and directed by, um, I would, you know, I would say Jim Wynorski's uh, contemporary, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Michael, Mr. <laughs> Michael Crichton. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, you know, Michael Crichton is, uh, you know, I would say probably one of the, I don't know, greatest writers at least speculative fiction sci-fi-ish type of writers of the of the, of the century um the late michael crichton uh i think he died a while ago didn't he it was like 2008 yeah. or so oh it wasn't yeah. as long it wasn't as long back yeah. as, as i thought i thought it was like in the late 90s but in any case um you know he's he's certainly you know best known as a as a uh, a writer um his most notable work uh i would say probably uh jurassic park i mean that's probably what the the largest number of people know him for but he's that's got news to me but that's also really cool that the same person who did this film did that so yeah he's got so he's he's an author um you know and he's you know, aside from, I think a lot of people really, you know, put him up there at least for for a period of time. Certainly not in terms of longevity or or maybe even, um, you know, how prolific he is. But you know, a lot of people put him in the same, you know, conversation as as Stephen King and stuff like that in terms of their their mm-hmm. favorite like you know genre uh, fiction uh, authors. He was definitely a writer I grew up with because, mm-hmm. like, I started obviously I started reading him after Jurassic Park came out. But yeah. like I read Jurassic Park, Adronimus Strain, Congo, mm. like I read everything. But even now I was kind of like I didn't go far back enough because mm. I was kind of like surprised to discover that he got his start doing under a different uh, under a different writer's name. He got his start doing like hard boiled crime fiction. Mm hmm. Like I didn't yeah, read those. I didn't know so. that either until I dug into it a little bit. But yeah, mm. he's got a, he's got a really interesting. And then it's so wild to you know obviously start out with that sort of things and you know be this kind of genre author and then start to write you know films and direct films and you I know, feel like up- I want a documentary on this man because I'm very curious about it. Oh, he's yeah, he, he is. Be, it uh, sounds like he, a very he interesting passed away or you know he was in his. I want to say like his early 60s it or something like that 40, when he passed yeah, it away. was 42 or he was born in 1942. Yeah, so. he was only 66 when he died. Yeah. Because it was, I think it was like a sudden heart attack or something. It was something mm-hmm. unexpected because mm-hmm. like he Got still it. had like three more books that were published after his death. And, mm-hmm. you know, he like, it, it just like, it was shocking just because, you know, he had like this big grand career and everybody mm-hmm. expected more out of him because he didn't stop working. Yeah. Mm. And then, and, but Jim Wynorski's still kicking, you know, the world's you know, weird. Now I'm just, <laughs> um, just kind of no sad. I like Wynorski. this guy, like, now just like, I, I, uh, too fair. Didn't like yeah. look up, but I like learning this. This is, seems like it's dope dude i love this movie yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And, and he directed you know he he's definitely well known for more for writing things you know this movie he did write and direct right um but like jurassic park he he wrote the the screen we wrote the book mm-hmm. and i believe he wrote the screenplay he did not direct it obviously um but like you know he wrote twister he wrote and then he eventually was the writer creator of 
um, ER, which is one of the mm-hmm. most you know famous you know TV series of of all time. So he kind uh, of looks like Stephen Collins from Seventh Heaven. Like he has <laughs> those like, don't like put those like, on him. <laughs> yeah, but the, except for that <laughs> well, guy's I mean, a better the, ass. No, but, no, no, yeah. no. I mean, like the like he looks kind of like that. I'm gonna be like this Midwestern like holy dad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, just kind of like creepy. I didn't know that guy. I didn't. I also didn't know that guy was like a petter like the pedo kind of guy so I'm yeah sorry isn't the guy from the dad from yeah. seventh heaven like a he was like oh, a he was a monster oh, he was a oh, monster God. i yeah. learn new things every day oh, <laughs> okay anywho sorry yeah. for the comparison but he literally i saw his picture i'm like oh, I yeah like no he, he is he does have like unassuming white guy face is what he yeah. has that's <laughs> good unassuming white guy face. you're guilty yeah. of this yeah yeah he has unassuming white guy face but like mm-hmm. yeah the, and that's kind of like that's why I find Westworld so interesting. Like even mm-hmm. before we get into the movie is like it mixes pretty much all of his favorite things from all of his other kind of work is because <laughs> because he was he started as a writer while he was going to Harvard Medical School. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like he has this background in medicine, which like comes out in ER, obviously, and the Andromeda mm-hmm. strain, which you see like there's mentions of virus in Westworld and there's obviously like medical school stuff of like when oh, yeah. they're repairing the robots. Oh yeah, that feels mm-hmm. like it might as well be like a, a medical studio in like a teaching hospital yeah. or something, you know. Oh, and then he I totally just equated it to operation, you know, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Replace the gyroscope. <laughs> Oop, hit the sides, buzz. <laughs> yeah. Then there's the theme park stuff that he also does in Jurassic Park and then there's like, mm-hmm. you know, he loves like old school movies, which is another thing that comes up a lot cuz like he want he went on to direct the great train robbery which was based mm-hmm. off another novel he did with, yeah that was his book with right. sean yep. connery like that's mm-hmm. it's fucking he had a crazy fucking career Man, yeah i just want this guy to be my dad you know i don't want to replace my dad but i just want him You'd to be rich as hell if he was oh yeah that's for <laughs> yeah, sure this the, dude's books are still probably like bestsellers just feel like i'd just be so inspired like oh my god Mm-hmm. I need to like read my dad's books. I don't know. He just seems like such a cool guy, guys. Mm-hmm. I just know. No, no, whatever. Anywho, maybe you have daddy issues. Whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Michael Crichton, uh, all of our daddies. Um, you know, he's 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 fantastic. He's one of my favorite authors, and you know, there's there's still so many things. Like he's one of those. You know, some of his works are like. Uh, are big commitments, right? These are these are not short stories, right? But there's a lot. That, I mean, he's he's like I said, legendary author. Um, this particular movie he wrote and directed, um, and it's got a, a fantastic cast. I'll just throw out a couple of them there um, that that you'll definitely you know recognize um, or or favorites of mine. I'm a huge fan of you know character actors and stuff like that. But um, you know, the, it stars uh, Richard Benjamin, who is probably the the least well known of the ones I'm going to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been in as much, but if you love you know 70s, you know. Uh, films as, as much as I do, you will absolutely recognize him. Um, you know, it, but it's, it's probably something you saw like in passing. He plays a, he plays a certain type. He kind of um, looks like a lizard, you know? He's a lizard yeah. Guy. He's got like, he's kind of a, he, he's like very like classically good looking, but kind of too skinny and thin necked to be like a real mm-hmm. star. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting, but he's <laughs> he a real not he's survive a, today is what you're saying. No, 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 no. Too mm-hmm. thin necked. He's too no. wafy. Um, but you know, character, if you will. You know who mm-hmm. I saw though? I mm-hmm. he basically looks like Adam Scott with a mustache, especially in this movie. He does mm-hmm. look like Adam Scott. Holy that's, shit. That's a good point. Again, yeah. but Adam Scott also has a lot of character. So yeah. mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got the character, but Adam Scott's kind of wafy too. 
that's you know. true. Holy shit, I never noticed he looks so fucking much like yeah. Adam Scott. That's a great call. Um and then you have the the more kind of classic what you'd expect of like a a hero type of bad big big bad guy cool guy uh actor from uh from this era which is uh james brolin um Mm -hmm. who you know is immediately recognizable to uh to um you know genre uh fans as you know the the amityville horror probably most notably um but we just didn't we just talk about capricorn one too i feel like i mentioned that on a recent episode Uh, you you mentioned it i believe yeah yeah we didn't we didn't talk about it at length yeah, I want, if you haven't seen that movie, God, it's it's fucking great. Um, and then Yul Brenner, man, I fucking love Yul Brenner. He's so weird. He's so weird. He's so creepy. You know, The Magnificent Seven. You know, The Ten Commandments. Uh, he played Ramses in The Ten Commandments, which I watched so many fucking times as a kid. Um, some you know, Sweet Harryhausen uh, creatures in that. Mm-hmm. The King and I. You know, he's just in so much good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so th- those are kind of the main character really it, it, the most of the story revolves around uh james brolin who plays john and and richard benjamin benjamin who plays peter um and uh it really starts out uh norman norman bartold actually plays a really cool character um uh as does uh, dick van patten I, I love me some dick van patten you love to see him pop up <laughs> and do like he almost was a he added some levity, but he was more of a bumbling character. Um, mm-hmm. But he, you know, people would know him most notably from Spaceballs. He plays the princess, mm-hmm. the king, you know, um, princess. Uh, what's her name? That Vespa. Yeah. Uh, Vespa. Uh, Vespa, not Vespa. Yeah, Princess Vespa's uh, dad, the king. He she plays in that. So the guy you know when they're sucking the oxygen off the planet and all that stuff. Robin Hood, Men in Tight, Soylent Green. Like he's in. A, you'd mention. You'd recognize him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but he plays a small part. But in any case, um, yeah. So so kind of just jumping into the uh, honestly, the IMDb synopsis is pretty pretty darn good on this. So I'll I'll read it. It's very concise. Uh, a robot. A robot malfunction creates havoc and terror for unsuspecting vacationers at a futuristic adult themed amusement park and when you hear adult themed you think like it's a it's a crazy you know fuck fest amusement park and it kind of is mm-hmm. um but it's but it's like disguised as um not right so i mean we is, know miss gardner for sure got railed we fucking, oh yeah, yeah she was all about it she was mm-hmm. just and this was a really great ex, actually kind of explanation at the beginning, so or exposition rather at the beginning was they kind of had it as like this commercial um, and it was talking about and it was really concise. It's like three minutes. and You have all you need to know, basically, mm-hmm. which is there's this, you know, kind of playground of the very super wealthy where they go, um, you know, to this 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 you know, either Westworld, medieval world or Roman world. And you are like Mm -hmm. transported back to this era in time. You essentially, you know, cosplay, uh, you know, these all these like kind of deranged rich fucks that are very like unhappy and privileged in their life. They're just like so desperate to escape their lives. They go um, and, you know, essentially have this incredibly elaborate cosplay that's facilitated by this almost Truman show esque type of, um, mm. you know, background, uh, cast that includes a, a ton of, um, uh, of robots, 
uh, of dang old cyborg kind of thing. Not cyborgs, because they're not human at all. They are straight up robots, uh, but have some degree of, you know, quite advanced AI. Uh, but they're supposed to be, you know, it's never, it's not that situation where it's AI that evolves and becomes like, uh, 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 like self-aware and it's like the singularity type of thing, which you actually think is going to be the case. It's more like, the robots go wild, you know, and rampage mm-hmm. and miss, you know, they, it they, seems they, like the updates, if you will, like kind of allow them like this, um, like when they mm-hmm. come back and get synced, they mm-hmm. somehow find like, there's like loopholes. It's like more well, like the technology itself gets a little loose or the robots, like it gets, it seems smarter. I don't know. Yeah. I, but, yeah, I actually, it's, 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 it's weird. It's not thing. really like scanners or yeah. screamers rather, which is Steve's movie. We'll get to where, where it is more like yeah. the robots learn and evolve. Yeah. Um, this is less that and more just like, design flaws and malfunctions it's design flaws and malfunctions and it it, like again it comes up specifically mentioned as like a virus Mm. and because because they say it starts in like roman world and then it propagates to the other worlds and what happens is like it just starts removing the safeguards that they have Mm -hmm. in place because like the whole thing is like you're not supposed to be able to be hurt but you know you can do whatever you want so like you can Mm -hmm. fuck whatever you want you can shoot whatever you want or -hmm. stab whatever you want in these worlds you know which is you know like and the ai on that other end has the safeguards that are like whatever they shoot it Mm -hmm. just it cannot harm or like has a a temperature sensor right if you will like you know what i mean so that makes sense too, because like it definitely there's no sentient feeling, but it almost it almost feels like there is this revenge element to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they they still somehow in their like um RAM or memory or whatever, like still remember this because like they're still Well, like, I think you're talking about the gunslinger, right? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah like he's going back like, to James Wallen and stuff like that. Yeah, I think he I think the idea is that he is a character that has been built to be aggressive and confrontational and mm-hmm. essentially just get shot by <laughs> guests mm-hmm. um the, you know the whole thing a big part of this this experience that people are paying for is especially in like westworld is um is all about people wanting to live out their fantasies of being like an old west you know desperado gunslinger mm-hmm. or sheriff or something like that but still have control and, just, and like be like a badass of it too you know yeah, what I mean? they want to act out these violent fantasies that they saw in like western mm-hmm. movies as kids basically um even yeah. so much so as you know john and peter um you know when they're kind of initially um which you know what i i didn't i've seen this movie i think it's probably the th- third time i've seen this movie um and i didn't make a note of it is it are we to assume that john and peter have met for the first time on this no uh, no no, no they're friends like already, they, right? they either work together is kind of the vibe but I got, they never really or... explain it though no, i was gonna say they don't explain it but they don't have to but like there is just a little bit of dialogue they have together about peter's wife who's divorced mm-hmm. him and so it's assumed right. that james brolin is taking peter on this vacation to help him forget about like the divorce and everything and just blow off steam 
It's been six six months since his divorce or whatever, yeah. and yeah, but it it starts out in the beginning. You get that context later, right? That's the that's a good call. Right. Um, when they're in there and they are staying like in the mm. same place, and but like earlier when they're on the plane, like when they're you know because because um, John has been there, right? He has visited you know an untold number of times. He knows the ropes. He knows what to expect. And mm-hmm. Peter is very nervous but excited, and he's asking him a lot of questions about like. You know, are they going to give me a gun? Like, do I shoot people? And he's like really talking about like how he wants to look and really, you know, embody this this part of this like gunslinger type of, you know, persona. And he's he's set up to be this very like um, uptight, you know, uh, almost not meek, but in comparison to, you know, the kind of cool, calculated John, like Peter's like the neurotic one, Mm -hmm. you know, so um I get the but, impression that they like work together, but also I want to make up a scenario in my head that John like fucked that guy's wife, and that's actually he's just trying to not make up for it by taking him. And, like, oh, you should totally do this. Likely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, here's a vacation. Sorry, I cucked you. <laughs> this is called this is a cuckation. Yeah. This it's is cuck-cation. my, my it's apology cuckation. Guys, yeah. Yeah. get used to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, just, it just also I love the the, the one thing I kind of love in this uh, hovercraft scene is like you, you get a little more exposition about like the park itself and mm-hmm. I believe it's Dick Van Patten's character is sitting next to his wife mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. it seems like they're on vacation together but they're going no, no, to no, is it Norman the Norman Bartold I feel like right uh, oh uh, yeah yeah it's not his wife it's not Peter's wife no yeah, no not yeah, Peter it's... no no but you're right, no, Meg. No, no, it, no, 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 you're you're yeah, right, yeah. Meg. Though it is Norman yeah. Bartold. But yeah, like yeah. you have this, name, but yeah. you have this couple sitting together on the hovercraft, right? And mm-hmm. like, yeah, the Norman Bartold character is going the medieval world, and his wife is going the Roman world, and just she like in get exactly mm-hmm. in the explanation of Roman world, it's it's explained much more clearly that Roman world is about getting it in. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's about drinking your face off stuck? and. F- Fucking yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's stuffed olives and stuffing yourself. And just <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the just the look he gives her when he realizes that, like, oh yeah, oh, sh- we're taking separate vacations, <laughs> sort of, and she's going to go get. Like, he just wants to be like a little night guy and have a night yeah. guy fun time, and she wants to get it in. <laughs> yes, I, yes, you know what? I don't think he doesn't know that that he would like. I think he still has that like you know like masculine mentality like he knows he's gonna go be a king of sorts mm-hmm. but it still is like a realization that his wife who he in theory at that time and time and place has control over is about to get fucked up and down right. and sideways He's like, oh shit. He, he fought you. I don't want that. I, I, I'm the only one who's allowed to fuck people. Yeah, only Not I you. can fuck. He thought she was going to go chill in like some bass and maybe yeah. have some grapes fed to her by a robot. He didn't yeah, know no. she was going to be three holes sealed tight by <laughs> She's gonna, they know she gladiators. They, they fucking know. Rough. They These yeah, gla- gladiator robots were going to make her airtight. She <laughs> did not. He did not count for that. Did not. Um, but she knew. She's the, she knows. She's, no, she knows the, what's the happening. The Roman world reminds me of like the best sex toy store mm-hmm. that you would find. Like that's just what you would find in the Roman world mm-hmm. in modern. Like if this was remade as far as like a movie, not the show, obviously. And mm-hmm. we had the Roman world. I yeah. would. I, that's what I would expect. Is like 
we have a whole wall of all these sex toys you can use because we know that's what you want and you need. Yeah, that's what you you're know? here for, guys. The Roman world like, would we actually are here to. Oh, the robots would be the sex toys. Oh my god. Yeah. They would have like interchangeable dicks and like things. Oh man. I want to go there. <laughs> if you ever seen the show Spartacus, that's actually what it would be. <laughs> like the show, the show Spartacus rules, but it's also full of huge dicks that you see oh. sometimes. So, all right, <laughs> that you see sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. also see Lucy Lawless naked. And that's great. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Yeah, Solid. I can get down with that. Um, hell yes, hells yes. <laughs> Yeah, she. I mean, I I just went and bought a bunch of those heart pendants that she sold at Gay Jewelers or whatever. Just like, um, yeah, you remember that? Thing? Remember when? Are remember you, when she? Yeah. No, no, I don't. Remember, yeah, remember when she did Gay Jewelers commercials for a no, long time? I don't, I don't. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So the one thing they do talk about like later, and I'll mention this now because it does obviously come back around, is this idea that uh, you know they haven't perfected. So these robots look identical to humans mm -hmm. right completely identical in their mannerisms and and everything like yeah they might lack a little bit of personality in some instances but for the most part they are completely indistinguishable for humans and when they get there you know they get them all dressed up they basically send them into a room and go uh hey you know choose your your favorite cowboy outfit and they choose it and give them guns and all that stuff and then they just you know release them into uh westworld they quickly start to realize you know it's impossible to distinguish a human from uh, from from a robot and except for if you look at their hands, they have not perfected the hand yet. That's what they say. And they almost have these like little weird, almost like gasket kind of looking things between like their knuckles. And, it, you know, you can see the hands aren't, you know, entirely. It almost human. felt like it happened too fast. Like I was trying to I, again, literally it was just like either my I mean, TV was like like big enough like see it i just was like i was expecting like mm -hmm. some crazy deformities mm -hmm. that would be mm -hmm. so like we got lobster hands or something <laughs> you know what i mean like that's yeah. what i that's what i expected yeah no it's just like it's a relatively subtle thing that like unless you were looking for you probably wouldn't notice it or you're, mm -hmm. maybe if you're like shaking somebody's hand you would notice but you definitely feel different getting a hand job it would feel weird. It would be almost weird for your so pleasure. They the, the robots, uh, actually, in the mm. Roman world, the mm. hands work really well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, all right. They're, they like are. I said, they're ribbed. They're ribbed for your pleasure. Exactly. <laughs> Those little gaskets. Um, <laughs> any case, uh, you know, they really taught. It's weird. Like the different like. You know, it's kind of the Roman world seems to be a little bit more about like, yeah, luxury and pampering and, and this kind of like. Uh, 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 you know, hedonistic experience, whereas the the West world is really more about um, like this authentic frontier experience and 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 of course fucking and violence and all the things that come along with it. But um, yes, yeah, so you got these kind of different crowds here. But um, you know, I always find this type of setup where you know it feels very um uh, 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 it's a, I want to say it's a classic sci-fi trope, but it. You know, there are definitely uh, Twilight Zone and Outer Limit episodes that give me similar vibes where I find this type of setup that, you know, if you were flipping through this channel, I guess is the way I put it. If you were flipping through the channels or whatever and you know anything about this movie, you'd look at it and just be like, oh, for the most part, you know, certainly midway through the movie, it just appears to be like a fairly normal Western, like on the on the surface. But then, you know, when you understand the context now you as a viewer are looking at everything through very different lenses even if 
nothing visually on the screen has changed. You know what I mean? And I, I always appreciate mm -hmm. that if a movie can do that to me of like <laughs> face value, nothing special, but the, the context of the story and all of a sudden what is on screen, even if it is the exact same image, you're looking at it through very different lenses now. Mm -hmm. um, and th that was actually something I was reading about of like in the filming of, of the movie uh creighton was very specific about making sure all of these worlds like when he's filming mm -hmm. them that they all just felt like the old school movies that mm -hmm. it just looks like an old western or it looks like you know an old kind of stagey uh medieval castle you know like mm -hmm. it, like there's no difference between this and like a robin hood movie you know no the way they shoot it yeah. is exactly the same mm -hmm. and even mm -hmm. you even get scenes like an extended bar fight scene mm -hmm. where you know obviously the participants and you don't know how many of them are quote unquote guests and how many of them are are robots but you know john and peter are you know ha fighting it out in this like old west kind of slapsticky saloon brawl and like I said, it is shot even with the like little comic relief scenes like you really have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because you're like, what's to stop them from just going like, I get a pee by and walking away. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird you time know, out, time so out, time they, out, <laughs> time yeah. out, time out, ow, 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 I got a splinter, you know, that sort of thing. But it is just, uh, yeah, it is it is shot like you they want the characters to literally be in an old West movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I think they do a good job too, like giving us as the viewer, like a little mm -hmm. insight because there is a little bit of control that we get to see where at least early on versus later when things start going a little awry of mm -hmm. like when they're like simulate the bar fight, like let's go. Like, you know, oh, you so see you, the people you get to, you get flash to... back and forth from behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah the the people, thought, the puppeteers, if you will. Of yeah. The, I thought that know, was kind of cool. Park -like. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I thought that was like a cool integration. Like this, this movie, I, I feel like overall just felt really seamless in a lot of ways of like from one thing to the other to the understanding in like i obviously gave it a time and place uh asterisk for myself of like you know certain things where you're like oh that's like weird but you're like oh no this is just how they acted at that point but and anyhow. it's very like time and um so yeah i mean i i guess it's a testament to the writing you know is sure. like yeah yeah if you i think, think that's too it. much about this whole premise you, it falls apart at the seams very quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. oh, how how do more people not get hurt? You know, how do people not drink themselves to death? How do people not? You know, how does one guess? How does one like? Because they have the they have the restrictions on the guns, but like, how does one guess yeah. not sexually harass another? Or punch another, yeah. or stab another, you know what I mean? Um, or hack another one's off, head off with an axe, you know? Yeah. So if you really think about that, the premise too much, sure. it falls apart. But you never really find yourself doing that too much in the movie. No, and like I said, I think it's, it's really a testament it's a, to the writing. It is. It's. A, I think it's intriguing enough that you don't start picking at it. I think if there, if it was like slower or felt more boring or like there wasn't like an entertainment factor, you'd, you'd literally start picking it apart mm -hmm. for sure yeah. and i think it's also kind of like so the one thing about this is like so jurassic park was based on a novel that he had written but this was just straight up a screenplay he wrote so mm -hmm. he wrote specific yeah this is not based on yeah, a novel. it was yeah. later novelized afterwards uh mm -hmm. and it might not even have been novelized by him it might have been like one of those ghost writer things where like okay now turn the screenplay into a book to entertain yeah to sell but like so he he is 
as a writer, he is very, very technical and he does a lot of research and a lot of shit like that in his novels. It not to say that he like threw this together, but like because there are these seams, it definitely feels mm-hmm. much more like he didn't spend as much time thinking about how things could fall apart. Mm-hmm. So he just so I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like he definitely wrote it more. He wrote it more as a movie. I have a question, though, too, related to that, is that, like, I'm curious, I, I don't think any of us have read the book, but I'm curious if, like, it felt more, like, put together in the book and it just was, like, a translation issue with No, the, that's like, what I was going to say. I don't I don't think it's that. I th- In my mind, it, it, uh, you know, I haven't dug into this too deep, but I, I would be surprised if it wasn't one of these things where, like, obviously, he wrote this screenplay, directed this movie, he hasn't directed a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I get, a, get the feeling this is, like, a story that he had in his head that he knew maybe was too weak of a premise to make a novel, mm-hmm. but squeezed into you know an hour and a half runtime movie um with flashy imagery and and that sort of thing you you could hide a lot with kind of movie magic that would not beg the you know like the the runtime of a book is way longer than the runtime of a movie you know so Mm. if you're taking a novel um you know that's already written and and putting it you know, to a screenplay, you have to cut an enormous amount out. Um, in this case, maybe he thought like the premise isn't necessarily strong enough to build out an entire novel. Uh, but, but boy, this would be a cool movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, so mm-hmm. apparently like the, the, uh, the script and the original film were even longer mm. and like he did cut down a lot to try to make it more entertaining. So it didn't come off as like as novelly. Because I mean, like, and it's probably convoluted in the sci-fi mm-hmm. arena of like, now we got to explain this, and we got to explain that. Like, I could really see him being a, you know, obviously a very technically minded writer, really feeling like he has to fill in all those gaps right. where it doesn't feel they don't feel missing no, in this. No, movie. they don't. And it's just like that's one of the things. Like when you read the original Jurassic Park novel, or mm-hmm. especially the Andro- Andromeda Strain, I remember that being mm-hmm. so technically like mm-hmm. written. Uh, but like. You know, there are still it's still entertaining. It's just like it's very, very deep in the minutia of all that stuff that like you Mm -hmm. can't put on screen because you'll kill your audience. And I think, you know, I think maybe even the Andromeda Strain movie gets a lot of flack for being boring because it kind of is mm-hmm. you know you you, yeah. you have just like this internal lab drama <laughs> but yeah i've that's the thing is like i've i've honestly i've never read that book mm-hmm. um but i've watched the movie and i can imagine the book being dense. yeah 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 <laughs> you know? i enjoyed it but you know i yeah. I, was, I was a dork kid so fuck it mm-hmm. but yeah so <laughs> yeah i think there there was a lot of things that were cut from this film but also like I guess my one big criticism is this movie isn't and maybe it's because it's the time or because it's Crichton's first film really, or Mm. just however many things going into it. This movie isn't as sexy as it could be. No, it's not. Mm. It does feel a little tame um, because this could be real. It could be real grimy, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are, there's some of it. I mean, you had a little bit of it, but I think like I thinking of a time and place because like I hear you and it totally could is that like if Creighton was also like controlling this, he may not have felt like again the time this was the seventies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if he was he into like the peace love thing like you know I what I know. mean I think that could have impacted that. Um, no, I mean I I think it's more like 
he his bread and butter is as an author. You know, right. he made he made his, his millions and millions of dollars yeah. as an author. Because that'd be my and, other concise like well, saying is that he's an author. Like, you know, well, he, you can also put a lot in a book and get away yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like let's use the example of Stephen King. Like if you've ever read it. First of all, it's insanely long. <laughs> Second of all, there's a child gangbang scene yeah. um, that's pretty rough. Uh, they didn't put that in the yeah. movie because I'm sure Stephen King was like, yeah, I can hide that in this book. And a book is a very intimate, almost, you know, one on one experience <laughs> with the author and the reader, yeah. uh, you know, but. I imagine he didn't do a whole lot of public readings of it for that reason. But a movie, you you know, everyone's watching it together, looking at each other uncomfortable going, why'd this guy do this? Yeah. You know? Even just just like uh, and this came up like I was thinking about it, but like, I don't know why, but I think it's because like I saw a Cujo meme or something. And like mm. there was extended written paragraphs of Stephen King explaining how a dude's sheets were stiff with cum from all the jacking yeah. off he does on them. That's not something oh, you can put in Cujo the movie. Like who the fuck filmed? Who would film that? Uh, yeah, and and I think in this side, like you know, 1973, and like he, you know, he's at he's really he's not he's not Michael Crichton yet. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. Don't be wrong. Like you know, he's had some some hits. He's always really established and all that stuff. But like his biggest biggest hits hadn't hit right. yet by 73 right. um so i imagine you know he's like hey i'm not gonna make a really raunchy rendition of you know how society goes fucking crazy and you know does horrible things to to robots mm-hmm. when they went because that that is the subtext and i like i kind of like that it is a little um hidden in the subtext it's like this idea that this is all disguised as this very like civil kind of theme park but it's actually just this place where all these like people especially like in our instance where you know we're falling around these like man children who mm-hmm. are like really all they came here to do is just act out these violent fantasies without any like actual risk or repercussions it's like that's the all theory they're doing. of like ex you know like the idea of excess and like mm-hmm. i think like i actually as we were talking about this just now i thought of like how influential this film could have been on like other films especially even today uh, like mm-hmm. of like the idea of excess um mm-hmm. of like what do you do when you just have too much and there's no control points and then yeah. what goes awry when it when that also happens when you don't have when, yeah, when no you control. give people you know essentially unlimited yeah. money like they'll just go and and that's what this would be in real life yeah if oh, this totally. existed oh, there would just be people who live there all the time billionaires who can you know because they say it's like it costs a thousand dollars a day which in 1973 you know right. is a tremendous <laughs> amount of money now it's like people spend that to go to disney world and right. shit. Um, <laughs> but like not a thousand dollars i mean you get it's pretty saying. close like <laughs> yeah so like it, it it's a big uh it, it you know, back then you would have still had these incredibly wealthy people who could have just essentially lived there if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did definitely coincidentally talking about Disney World, like it reminded me, it got me thinking about how like the people, the Venn diagram of people who would be really into Westworld if it really existed and like the really obsessed Disney adults mm. uh, that is just a circle. I mean, that, that's the, they are very, they are Absolutely. cut from the same cloth. Oh, um, but, 
Yeah, you know, a couple couple of things, you know, I wrote down lessons learned about this movie. One, Old West sex, not that hot, uh, to <laughs> nope. be honest with you. Not, not it's a that lift hot. up the skirt, you're just like, <sighs> um, you don't see anything, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you had like the bustier thing, you had tits. Well, it's whatever, just like, come on up, we really uh, let's go upstairs, big boy, I like you. Yeah. And yeah. then you go up there and then You don't like, like being called big boy? <laughs> Yeah, well, no, because then I think a big boy from Dick Tracy. Um, you're like walnuts? Love them. Go for the liver. Um, but uh, Peter, I think it comes down to the fact that Peter just, like, does not fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Peter ain't good. He doesn't fuck good. He definitely um, did not fuck even when he was in his marriage, which is why he was married. No, it didn't seem you know like I mean? it. And, and, like, I just couldn't stop thinking of, like, how much come, how much accountant and lawyer come is just filling up that robot. Like that robot is up to its eyes, just filled with accountant cum. You know, I had one thought when we were talking about, I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I was just like going to make a joke about STDs with these robots because I'm like, there has to be some cleaning protocol. Oh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. There, well, there has there, to be. They practically there, they the shoot phrasing? them all to death every night. You know? What would be the phrasing for like robot STDs? Like, you Ooh. know, STD testing. Mm. Well, you don't have to test well, them because there's no flesh involved. But I would say that, like, okay, yes. cleaning them out, you yeah. know, it would be like, you know, it would be like a cum flush. Like, get the get the <laughs> get the cum flush or five thousand out, and it's just like a fucking garden hose that they jam up its ass and blow all the shit out of its puss. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? They stick it in its mouth. Actually, <laughs> they stick a garden hose in its mouth, and then just till all the water blasts out all its other holes. <laughs> It's not a glamorous process. I couldn't imagine Meg. in the 70s either that like the yeah. sex toy or like, you know, the sex robot um, mm-hmm. market would have been that progressive. So it probably was still a little uh, rough. I, did, I mean, no, for, it's know, standard semen, CIP. You know? Meg, you're a brewer. It's standard CIP <laughs> no, 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 procedure. No, 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 I'm, talking about that. I'm talking about the actual sex that would happen. Oh, 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 like, oh I think yeah, the like, cleaning of oh, it. No, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Standard no, CIP procedure. I, okay, wait, you got to oh, do the acid shit, once every six it? weeks so the, so the cum stone doesn't okay, build up. One. Okay, I have this right here, okay? You see this? <laughs> no, we don't. Nobody this knows what that is. <laughs> nobody sees it, Meg. We, was that no, an I'm ice cream you, I'm, scoop? I'm what do you have there? I'm showing you guys this. Okay, I am holding up a CIP ball for a fermenter, uh, and yeah, this yeah. is basically what would go up into the robot. <laughs> you guys yeah. have this all wrong. You're so off base. One, okay, all right. Tell us. Straighten us one, out. It's not water that goes in because we see water go in, in the machine and it destroys <laughs> it. So it's not water. They get I they know, get they get a glycol flush. Oh, Two. glycol yeah. to keep everything yes. cool. They keep everything okay. cool and it fl- they flush everything with glycol. Two, these genitals have to be modular, so they're taking them off, mm. cleaning them separately, letting them soak. Yes. Put them in the put them in the washer. Yeah. Put them in the acid. <laughs> that's why. That's why in the lab scene, there's all Steve that acid. Understands. Steve. <laughs> Steve gets it. They just have um, a bucket of star yeah. sand. And they no, just but throw, you don't think they, they would shove a, that thing? Oh no, they it's a bucket. It's a no, bucket of pussies no. and dicks it's a, in star I just sand. I want to think that they stuff that. Like, it's Home that, Depot. It's one of those orange Home Depot buckets <laughs> full of star sand and dicks. <laughs> just dicks and pussies and buttholes all getting the clean out. But the machine's got to go back out in the town, so they just modulate. <laughs> they switch them out switch them out yeah. oh my god do you think there are like different 
sizes and like feels and they just change the oh, day yeah. to give a different experience so it's like yeah. different yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh my god guys yeah this i really do dream. i really think and that like, this because <laughs> what about the robot dicks yeah they can yeah. switch like, them out like, too because here's the thing yeah. here's the other thing oh, we, we're, so when we're watching it so much opportunity i know here. but when we're watching this we get those flash we get the flashes to the guys behind the scenes and they're monitoring mm -hmm customer happiness and satisfaction so like mm -hmm. if a customer is like "Ooh, that's too big they'll switch it out so it's smaller later or they say mm -hmm. i need more grip they'll switch out for mm -hmm. the real super <laughs> gripper <laughs> yeah the big the, the, the kung fu yeah. grip yep yeah. um no pubes sure, take uh, the merkins yeah. off <laughs> I, I would, I would yeah. say though that the guys would probably go back even if there was like something weird but the girls probably wouldn't if they were like, it's too big or too small, they'd be like, oh, find me the next robot. Just gotta find another robot. I'm not, I'm not yeah, trying to be, I'm trying, not trying to be generalized. I'm just saying, like, I think we, we'd we be less inclined to be like, okay, get a second chance. Um, We'd be like, mm. no, give me the next robot. Yeah, you're not worried about you know? feelings yeah. here. They're, they're damn no, real no. robots. No, 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 no. But I think the guys would still be like, oh, no, I'd still go back to that same, you know. They, oh, yeah, the guys want the be, same you know, robot. I mean, the guys would yeah. for sure go with the same robot. I'm just saying mm -hmm. the women probably wouldn't. Yeah, because they still want to. They still want to bust on the same face, but yeah, like, sure. but like mm -hmm. the women don't care because they're like they don't care about busting on the same face or not. They just want the appliance <laughs> to fit correctly. We're mm -hmm. getting off the rails yeah. with this. We are. Movie. We are. But I'm just saying, I, I like. I don't know how much you still want to go through this movie, Brian. It is a great movie. I like. I, I, I mean, I do so want to go through it, but like, we're really. I'm really struggling to go through it. I like. <laughs> high level is great mm. because this movie was genuinely great yeah. I, I, I will watch this movie again I, I do want to ask you this okay. if you guys had to choose your own like west world it doesn't be west world but your own mm -hmm. world to go to and have robots and do whatever the fuck you want what is your what is your world I, I, I wrote down two that I would want to do right I my first one is like a Blade Runner. That would sure. be fucking sick. Do like a futuristic mm, Blade yeah. Runner situation. You're a damn old, you know, fucking futuristic bounty hunter or some mm -hmm. shit. Or Victorian supernatural detective. Okay. Like if you're like, if you're like a, you're like a, a, a Holmes? Uh, you know, yeah, like a Holmes type of character, but you're, uh, um, you know, you're, you're, you're tracking down a dang old vampire or something sure. like that. Yeah. I but think then you're in also my mind, probably fucking the vampire. I think in my mind, I'm creating like a Scandinavian world because they're just always generally happy. And, and like you're just they, fucking like, all different like, types of hair. Right yeah. <laughs> you said yes. You said yes. You, she was like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Don't know. No, like mixed with almost this like Greek vibe of like, because I feel like in Scandinavia, like mm -hmm. th there's no real like major wars that are we're going through. We're talking maybe Viking time, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm gonna take this back. We're gonna go to Scandinavia. We're gonna go to Viking time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely go to a Viking world. I think, but I would be like an uh, a shield maiden type thing. That'd be sick. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, be, sweet. I would do that. That that's very LARPing. Like you could probably accomplish pretty close to that in the <laughs> real world. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Steve? What's what's yours? Uh, I think I had I I came up with two. Uh, 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 mm. one would be 70s detective world oh, so same. I could just yeah, be yeah. like I like that like you got a snub nose 38 yeah. and you're like putting in people's I belly I just imagine like, you would yeah. be a white man with a fro <laughs> 
Steve's, I can't imagine Steve with a fro. His hair's laser straight. Yeah. I don't know why. I just imagine that you'd probably, you'd look, you'd look at the fro. I would not get yeah. a perm in a minute. In t- <laughs> so, yeah. uh, or they, but in the 70s, you totally would have. <laughs> Or cyberpunk wrestle world. Ooh. Oh hell yeah! Because I'm yeah. looking, I'm looking to throw some suplexes in a bar, like mm-hmm. in like one of those <laughs> grinding yeah. underground bars. But there's a bunch of neon. I want to throw some suplexes, Ooh, I like it. and then you know yeah. get with some of the hot muscle ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hot muscle ladies, hell yeah! See, uh, Steve I like this. definitely wants like an Amazonian woman who oh, yeah. could toss him around a little. I want, bit. I want yeah. like a Stacy Keebler. And then, you know, <laughs> Steve wants to Tori Wilson. deliver suplexes, deliver suplexes and receive suplexes. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. it. Deliver suplexes, receive moonsaults from Tor- Tori Wilson on my dick. <laughs> yeah. Listen, wow. Boston crabs for everyone. All we around. Cancel um, for any episode, it's going to be this one. Just watch Steve, Steve say, walks into the Steve walks into the bar. He's smoking like a cigarette that with like a blue light on the end of it. He flicks it and he's like, "Round of Boston crabs for everyone." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, oh my yeah, god. This is this is like yeah, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move through the rest of this pretty quick. But you know, there's some great slow motion stunts. You know, I really mm-hmm. love the. You know, like I said, there's quite a bit of violence in this movie. Um, you know, with the shootings and you know people getting thrown out windows and shit like that. Um, you know, they get pretty pretty quickly acclimated, especially Peter to to the violence. You know, he's really nervous at first, and then he gets on board really quick. You know, it's basically like old west GTA meets Jurassic Park kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like even so much so as like there are scenarios set up that feel like GTA mm-hmm. missions. Like there's an escape mission <laughs> that they just like is part of the park that you right. just kind of like he gets in jail and then you blow up the side of the jail. It's just these like but there's still this like tropes. no fucks given attitude. You're like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go punch this there's bitch no in the face. There's no real risk. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I was going to say, I love the gunslingers, like, uh, silver eyes. I like, I don't think I noticed that mm-hmm. when you did it first, but I feel like even over time it has became a little bit more, I'll use sentient and in the non correct mm-hmm. term, like when he becomes like a little more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I like loved that. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know why. Like, I just, like, I just guess... got that fucking steely uh, stare. There, mm-hmm. There's no, 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 no. It's like his eyes were literally. Like, I oh, think literally. You, yeah, you when they kinda, actually you turned. You could kind of tell silver. when he was actually turning and getting yeah. more control. Mm-hmm. I feel like that came became more aware. What was your question though? Oh, um, so in this movie, so this is this is important, and this might play into the score ultimately here. So, mm-hmm. lot, uh, 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 you got to assume they don't come out and say it, but you got to assume the horses are robots. Oh yeah, right. They if show the, it. If the, the, if the snakes, if sure. the snakes, snakes are robots. Horses are robots. They show. Yeah, they, they show, show the horses. Yeah, they show. They show. Yeah, they took a horse back. Yeah, they show. Oh, they show okay, horses yeah, yeah, on yeah. the tables a couple times. Yeah, 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 that's true. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the horses are robots. We've established this. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this affect my horse score? Because they're not real horses. They're robot um, horses. I mean, it's the only movie that has a horse score. Mm, that's true. So, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, we basically get a Western, so giddy up. Yeah, okay? yeah that's true. Um, so I appreciate your flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I um, it, it would be like the same feeling I had if like, there was like a bunch of dogs and I'd be like, oh, I'd still cuddle that dog, even if it was an AI dog. Even if it was um, a dang robot you dog. Know, yeah, I would still like, yeah, I would still like be into I'd the still horses. Pork dog. Yeah. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> I missed that. That's one. Just not even appropriate. Or... 
What did you just say? I missed it. Oh this. my god. Oh, I just <laughs> pork that dog. It oh, was a bad joke. <laughs> was um, a joke. That's why it was funny. It's very inappropriate. Oh. So inappropriate. <laughs> Um, okay, horse it's a score. robot. I can say horse that we're talking about Actually, fake robots. This one, I will. Um, I mean, I'll give it. Okay, so I don't want to pull the whole untapped. I mean, I'll give it a five out of five for a horse score because we had a bunch of horses. <laughs> it was a okay. West world, and they did yeah. a good job at it. So I appreciate that. You'll, I appreciate get, you'll that. get a five out of five. Um, you get five nays. I, yeah, five nice. Appreciate it. Um, you know, the one thing with this uh, with this movie, I it actually I feel like ages really well, um, especially as like technology advances and mm-hmm. and 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 you you know we we get all these stories about you know powerful people doing fucking weird stuff and like it just couldn't I couldn't help but think about the fact that you know if this was real the whole place would just be overrun with fucking pedophile politicians and mega church leaders just plugging each other that like that Mm -hmm. would be the whole thing this would just be a place where like joel olstein goes to like you know like just murder people and 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 he would jack off on dead people yeah 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 he like he would just do awful shit um he would like insist on getting the special treatment where you go backstage like in the bunker and like he wants to see them with their face (laughs) off you know um He's fucking cre- creepy as fuck. He wants um, her face off, and then he would skull fuck the AI. <laughs> yeah, like he wants. He wants like the fact that it was made for him. Like that's what's getting him off. Not that it's a pretend person. Yeah, he would be insistent that they program more fear into the robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He would oh, want the robot man. to like I really bet. be scared. I yeah. bet his live shows. It's like a Gilles half, Deray situation. Half the like the audience he's a, yeah. is AI. <laughs> that's true. And he's already skull fucked all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Literally 99.9% of them. Like the only reason he didn't that one is because they just made it today. Right. Like he hasn't even had time. They were tricked. Uh, Yeah. Um, Pause the show. Yeah. Yeah. So John gets, uh, uh, John gets bit by a snake. One of the fake snakes. It's a robot snake. Uh, it bites him. And, and all the scientists and people behind the scenes are bummed. They're like, oh, shit, what's going on? So this is like, start- like, they're bummed. <laughs> they are yeah. bummed. They're pretty they're bummed. Just, like shit's starting bummed. to unravel. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Steve had mentioned they're starting to like catch wind of this like trend or, you know, they're, they're seeing mm-hmm. this pattern of, you know, how, you know, various uh, uh, robots are starting to like malfunction and all these things like across all three of the parks, like in this very, you know, um, predictable pattern. My only reflection on this period with, that we kept coming that they kept coming back to when we were talking about this and they were like something's happening something's happening i feel like today if this is like a movie made today they'd be like it would be like a uh like a very chaotic situation that that would mm-hmm. be created they seem alarmingly calm where they're like this is happening do do uh, yeah. you know, like it, it, there's no panic. I, it, it's there's a, it's a time and place thing. I mean, again, here. the asterisk on it, but I feel like there's no, there's, it's so, it's too calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think an interesting analog, I mean, obviously you can just watch the HBO series Westworld and like there mm-hmm. is like more panic and everything. There's a lot more drama in that compared to this, but I think a good analog is the, uh, the, the, the cabin in the woods. Mm. with the way like all the backstage stuff is filmed on that and just like there's a lot more character and like it's very funny and you know like these backstage engineers are 
they're like bland. They they could almost be robots themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they almost oh, are man. programmed. AI to... making AI. Oh my god, I love or it. AI controlling AI. That's Ooh. Inception level AI there. Which is um, what you learn in Westworld because or in the TV show. Don't spoil it. What the fuck? I've watched like two episodes, bitch. Jeffrey Wright. Uh, is one of the robots. <laughs> I don't know what you're uh, about. I haven't watched in a few years. Um, but anyway, so yeah, one thing I thought was was kind of creepy, and you know, this is when things start to get a little bit more dark. Is like there is that that one dickhead on the plane who's in medieval world is trying to you know bang this young maiden, which is pretty creepy. But you're like, oh, it's a robot, but also it's still pretty creepy. Um, and she just is like, fuck you, bro, and slaps him. And that is like obviously not what the robot's supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. So they keep referring to it as the robot malfunctioned and it is refusing a guest seduction. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know something about that really, really rubs me the wrong way. I mean, obviously the idea is more like, I mean, they're not going to say like, Hey, this is the, you know, rape victim bot, you know, that is essentially what it's programmed to do. But that's like pretty much the whole idea of it. Like that. I think that's what I think. And I don't know if the show, Steve, maybe you can confirm. I think like there's a there are seemingly more sentient characteristics where it's like there's mm-hmm. like like they're very aware that this is just like an abuse of power versus like this movie, which it just doesn't fully acknowledge that where it's like, mm-hmm. no, they're just robots. They're supposed to be doing this thing. They're sex robots. They are, you know again gunslinger shot like, robots yeah. yeah yeah like so i don't think it takes it to in full account um which us now watching it now which is why i keep saying there's an asterisk with it because you have to like think of the time place because it makes us feel really uncomfortable it made me feel uncomfortable in a lot of ways i was just like god i'm just creeped out like i'm imagining he probably does the same thing to his assistant yeah mm-hmm. yeah yada. like it's, you can't, you, it's yeah you, i don't know it's different time and place um no it just is what it is for this movie, but I, I don't think it detracts from the story because if you under if you put yourself in that like okay this is they're just robots and this is what it was designed to do, mm-hmm. like makes you feel a little less bad. Maybe I don't know. I can compartmentalize things. Yeah, I mean that's why I was saying though about like how this movie isn't as sexy as it could be. Not that I'm like talking about how like there could be like more sexual assault or anything it's just like it doesn't reach into the levels of depravity that humanity would commit when when the guardrails are taken off oh yeah people would be like i said joel olstein would be up there you know cutting off fucking you know robots heads and fucking their Mm -hmm. neck stumps and just doing all kind of wild shit yeah he'd be he He, he would go full caligula in roman world yeah he would be yeah he he would what they call in uh in roman world wiling out you know that's what he would (laughs) just imagine when you just said that i was like joel olstein like teabagging someone's neck that he just decapitated i think Mm -hmm. he would do that he would yeah, fuck. Joel, he would fuck a horse. He would fuck oh, a robo yeah. horse. He'd he be would. fucking a robo horse. Oh man! In a yeah, I don't even think he would, it wasn't even a robo horse. He would fuck a real horse. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, guys, comedy podcast. But if you don't think Joel Olstein has literally fucked a horse, you're an idiot. Um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, comedy allegedly. podcast. Um, but anyway, uh, he totally did. Yeah, 
the big turd guy, you know, who's who's, you know, the you know, the robot resisted his seduction or whatever, which is a pretty piss poor seduction, to be honest with you. Anyway, he he gets shish kebab by the in medieval world. And uh, he probably doesn't even know where the clitoris is. Like, that's the problem here. It's also the 70s. They don't understand. Also, do robots like I understand they're anatomically correct and all that, Mm -hmm. but like. They probably um, don't. I'm going to say yeah. they don't, but that also feeds into what I'm saying is that for sure that guy doesn't want to order. Yeah, he's uh, not part. We, he, he doesn't know how to party at all. No, and that's um, why he likes it. That's why he likes it. She's like, oh my God. But that's the thing. He's on vacation. He shouldn't have to find it. Like, There's no clits on vacation. <laughs> there are no clits on vacation. I can say that. He's, he's there to... <laughs> It's Meg. not the robot's vacation. Yeah, Meg, like, okay. The ro- did the robot pay $1,000 to fuck him? Meg, I don't own a flashlight, but I know of them. Yeah. And I assume... I do. It's a clown's mouth. Yeah. I, I, I assume you don't have to warm up the flashlight by playing with its clit. <laughs> That's true. The yeah, robots just, are just... You, just, you might still you want some some ranch them, dressing so. on the clown's oh my mouth God. and you go to town. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, pressing on, Move pressing on. <laughs> so, so here's the, here's where shit gets real wild, and this is actually where I think the movie takes a um, a full tor- turn towards you know sci-fi horror. Up to this point, it's it's very sci-fi. You know, like I said, there's a lot of violence, you know, and that sort of thing. But like, it, this is when it takes the turn really towards like full sci-fi horror. And this is actually a really really chilling scene in my mind. I remember the first time I watched it, it really threw me for a loop. And I and it's been so long, I almost forgot about it. Um, so John and Peter roll out hung over as fuck in the morning from their like crazy, you know, bar brawl escapades the night before. And they've been just thick as thieves the whole time. John's really like helped Peter to open up. And the whole time, the, the trajectory, the character arc of Peter seems to be that he is this like kind of uptight little twatty guy who ultimately gets uh, uh kind of unwinds and learns how to relax and all this stuff and then he gets fucking killed that's what you're expecting you really think peter's gonna fucking die at some point mm-hmm. right um and john I said i really wanted to, him to though and like a little bit like there's like a little part of me that's like mm, well at first yeah because he's definitely set up like to be peter. like like i said the snotty um a little bit more prim and proper douchebag whereas john's like the he's he's the guy who gets it he's the man's man you know kind of thing i would um, have i would have for sure banked him whether or not yeah, i was john, a robot of course or not, not. Who, who would you <laughs> it's josh brolin's dead why not <laughs> yeah what whether or not uh, yeah josh i mean those are good genes there um in any case uh you know it, it, ha- it this this part happens so fast they're walking out they're hung over they're on their way back to the hotel to you know sleep off this hangover and gunslinger yul brenner character the gunslinger robot wa- shows up and is like you know put him up partner you know just doing his whole like gunslinger routine like he's challenging them for a duel and they're like Ugh, not now we're <laughs> there too was not over. a lot of hoss action going on in this movie like calling each other hoss yeah <laughs> yeah no they don't do a lot of chief or hoss or boss or anything like that he's just mm-hmm. like put it you know basically like challenge him to a to a gunfight that's all he understands yeah get and, it. and they're like no we don't want to and then john's like don't worry i'll take care of it so it's almost like it's a chore you know they understand it's part of the part of the park or whatever then all of a sudden the fucking gunslinger blasts john kills him dead and it happens so fast and john's like i've been shot and they're like both stunned mm-hmm. he's bleeding and then you're like 
what is going to happen? John's been, you know, really pictured as like the main protagonist up to this mm-hmm. point. And then John just drops fucking dead on his face, like very unceremoniously, very fast. The whole thing just like you as the audience get thrown into the same level of like confusion and fear as like the characters do. Cause you're like, I did not see that coming. Why did John Wayne die? You know yeah, what I mean? He, he's, he's the fucking guy and he just died. Um, so now all of a sudden Peter's left on its own. It's this very chilling scene. Um, you know, like I said, John really looked like he was going to be the, the last man standing. Um, and then, uh, I love this line. I, I've noticed this every time I've watched this movie. Um, there is a, there's a line in the background. I don't even think you see who's delivering it, but it's one of the, you know, the scientists, um, that is, um, in the, um, you know, in the control room, if you will. And when they're, they've already seen that the one, you know, uh, medieval, you know, king guy got stabbed and they know shit's going awry, but it hasn't really gone full on bonkers yet. And the the one guy you hear him go, sir, we have no control over the robots at all. <laughs> and he just says, uh, like, at no. all. Uh, I don't know why it's just such a weird inflection he puts on the word, but um, we, we are really f- focusing on, on this episode. So that, I, that makes sense when you bring it up. Yeah, it's know? a big part. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so the robots at this point are, in fact, rampaging. Like, so I do want to point out when it comes to vote, the movie is, you know, the topic is called Bird, Robot Bird, Rampage. Bird. This is a full on rampage. Um, they are murdering everyone in Roman world. Like they are stabbing people. There's fucking bloody corpses and guests dead all over the place. Um, and then. Their answer is like they really have no contingency I can only plan. Imagine. So I just a sidebar. We're gonna take a mm-hmm. sidebar. Um mm-hmm. with the Roman world, I feel like what a change of events. Because you mm-hmm. know, like the West world and the medieval world, killing happens. Like this yeah, is everyone's vile. It's a violent fantasy yeah. thing. Yeah. But the Roman world, we're painting out that we are talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh. Mm -hmm. the roman world and then all of a sudden they turn on you and they're using their dicks to kill you oh sharpening (laughs) their dicks yeah what a turn of events yeah yeah all of a sudden the gladiator is holding two sharpened dicks he's definitely glad he ate her Oh god. That was, that was actually really bad. Meg, 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 jump out the window. Jump out the window. Um all right. So um I do like I said, I, ro- hold on. I just do like the image though of like the robot turns and then he just like takes his dick dick skin off like a sheath and it's yeah. just like a plunger and a knife or, underneath it. Or he's it's a going dagger, down yeah. on her and then he literally eats her. Oh, you know that's I mean? yeah, just started biting yeah, like he's like literally biting your vagina. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, that's tough. That's so my bad joke can kind of be relevant. It was bad, but it was... <laughs> I will drink your I wine will. out of a bottle. Slug at that I wine. <laughs> I took as a break. Meg is as Meg's slugging wine out of a bottle, like just completely justifying that horrible joke. Oh, Steve's got we got bottle of wine, Steve. There too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got um, some soju there, bud. Mm. No, I'm still drinking that dessert wine from last week. Yum. Oh, God, yeah. I hate the words dessert and wine together. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the robots, you know, I will point out the robots are in fact rampaging at this point. So they're fucking everybody up. Um, they're they have again no contingency plan here. And the idea is is um their only response is okay, let's just shut down the power grid. But oh, by the way, all the robots are running on batteries, you know, and they're not gonna, you know, 
those batteries aren't going to die for, you know, hours or days. So it's like, again, terrible plan. <laughs> so Peter takes off to Roman world. You get this really, you know, cause kind of chasing on the desert and the gunslingers after him, you get this, you know, this great line of the, you know, the, 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 um, scientist who's telling him like you're never going to get away he knows you know he's always gonna be one step ahead of you of course that guy gets fucking blasted in two seconds but ultimately peter peter like runs to roman world he finds this like you know bunker slash tunnel that he goes down into the control center and the gunslinger follows him down there into you know what's essentially like the repair lab and peter you know, there is a, a little bit of a foreshadow that happens earlier when the the scientist guy, you know, basically says like, hey, what can you do? And he's like, oh, you could do this. You could burn him. You could throw acid on him, whatever. But like, he's always going to be one step ahead of you. Well, Peter takes that to heart. He lays down and kind of lures the the gunslinger into, uh, you know, into his trap, if you will, lays on the table, acts like he's a dang old robot, and then surprises him with a dang, just freaking splashing acid right in his face. Yeah, um, yeah that yeah. old, that tail as old as time just throw the old the old pretend you're sleeping and throw acid in someone's face <laughs> um classic the, then you get the whole showdown at in medieval world between peter and the gunslinger um you can't he can't discern peter from the flame because of like the body heat signature thing which they talked mm-hmm. about earlier um but like the tech, his tech, his sensory technology is all fucked up because of the acid. That's, that's what mm-hmm. you're kind of, what's, what's demonstrated there. Right. Um, and then, um, so he can't see them, you know, he, which is like, I really wonder how much of this like influenced Jurassic Park too. <laughs> like the whole idea with the mm-hmm. T-Rex and without yeah. moving, you couldn't see him and all that. Now mm-hmm. that was based on movement, but it just is, it's a similar it's a similar gag, you know, or a similar, similar scene oh, premise. I think my mind immediately went to the one dinosaur that spit like that um, oil. Oh, the venom? Type. Oh, you the mean with the acid? Oh, I get you. Yeah, I, I yeah, meant like I I mean, how they, like yeah. if you stand still, you. the T-Rex can't see you kind of thing. Right, um, right, right, right. But uh, ultimately getting a really fun burn sequence he eventually you know tricks the the gunslinger over and sets him on fire you know peter tries to save you know this lady you know ultimately you learn surprise surprise she's a robot um Mm -hmm. and then there's a final and this is probably my second favorite scene besides the when john gets fucking dutched is final jump scare from this from the like charred like the charred gunslinger comes back Mm -hmm. and really looks like monstrous and creepy. He's Mm -hmm. this charred flesh covered. It's like when you see Chucky, like when he's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. And his face is all fucked up and, you know, and you, and then eventually, you know, you see his kind of, you know, missing robot face. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, I would say the one thing, you know, this movie ends pretty abruptly. It's just kind of Peter sitting there like, yeah, Bro, that was lame. I don't want to. I don't want to give too like much away from Steve's film because we're about to talk about it. But yeah. like, is there something to a theme? Because you you guys know what I'm talking about. If you think about it, of like end of Steve's film to that and that whole idea of like being tricked, of like that being a horror element of it, or just like a way of like that deceitful thing. I don't like. Is there any sort of theme in movies? that that, that's i mean clearly two movies we're talking about tonight you're like kind of have that happen yeah Yeah, raquel comes back the the love yeah yeah no even i mean no even no no but i think specifically talking about being tricked of like you don't know that someone's a robot and Mm. a robot 
Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I, you're I mean, talking with it regards to the woman who's tied up in the in the cells. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I mean, we're seeing the link. I think it's an interesting and just like in talking about it, I remember that. I think it's that, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the theme goes with just like the general ideas of robots and sci-fi in general of like okay. being like of like not being able to discern the lines between okay. what actually human is like. That's like sure. that's that's always like a big trope of sci-fi, especially dealing with artificial intelligence okay. is like you can't tell mm-hmm. what's what. And like you see it in kind of earlier in the Westworld film of like after the rampage and it's just the gunslinger chasing Peter, you see a bunch of bodies laying around, but you Mm -hmm. can't tell who's human and who is a robot that just got shut down. Sure. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't really know like what the real body count is. All you know is like chaos happened. Cause I was just like very curious. Cause I Mm -hmm. think of this whole, this whole episode in a way does definitely have some crossover. So that makes sense. A lot of sense. So, no but that's i mean that's really it i mean it's it it doesn't wear us welcome um you know this movie could have dragged on for another 20 minutes after the climactic scene Mm -hmm. but i do appreciate that it's just like no we got there guys fuck off it's just like such a like i I felt like it was a movie before its time when i was watching it oh yeah it Mm -hmm. for sure is uh just Mm -hmm. uh just two quick notes of things that i read up on uh one when you see the all the like heat signature stuff and the digitized stuff mm-hmm. that's actually the first instance in feature filmmaking mm-hmm. of digitized filmmaking oh really yeah. that's cool it was like a process they had to develop for it uh mm-hmm. and then the other is the ending was originally different which is why this ending feels so weird mm-hmm. because like it, like you just said brian like peter is just sitting on the steps and he's like well why'd that happen like he's just kind of staring, just like he's like, "What the that fuck was, dumb. was that? Yeah. All that? Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> Why'd that happen?" Yeah. But like right. the original ending apparently was like more contrived, and Crichton changed mm-hmm. it from that. But he even went as far as filming the original ending, which was that somehow the gunslinger wound up on like a torture rack in that medieval torture uh, realm, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. was pulled apart by the torture rack because he thought it was like funny that a, a a complex machine was torn apart by a simple machine oh that's kind of yeah. interesting yeah <laughs> but he scrapped i, mean, I would have liked that i guess but yeah that you know i guess there's there's a lot of questions to answer as to why he ends up on there i right. guess but mm-hmm. um yeah so that's 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 the flick that's westworld 73 all, all right. right so what that means is two down one to go steve you are up uh, with, listen, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say it. This might not work to my benefit, but it's just a damn blast of a movie mm-hmm. in, uh, in Screamers 1995. I don't think I've ever seen it. I think this was my first watch. I thought when you said, oh, we're going to watch Screamers, I was like, oh, yes, sweet. I have seen that. It's pretty good. I don't think I've ever watched this movie front to back. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think it was I my started first it or whatever, but like, I do not remember a, most of this movie. Yeah. It definitely has a. I, I I had a lot of fun with it too. Um, but it definitely has a name that sounds like it could be a different type of movie. Mm-hmm. I oh think yeah, some people dot, think dot, dot. frighteners, you know, screamers, frighteners. Mm-hmm. You know, I was no. thinking something probably way more inappropriate at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could also be porn. <laughs> yes, this could be 
This is definitely on Just the top. Just basing it off of our last, you know, talking about my movie, you know. This is probably top 250 searches on Pornhub, right? Yeah. Gotta make that right. list. Yeah. Not up there. It's not up there with wife and mom and all the other. <laughs> oh, psychos well, not nowadays. There. Not nowadays. Yeah. But again, remember, this is 1995. So, yeah. <laughs> so it would have been Screamers back then. And then yeah. Screamers 2 colon Squirters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But back in 1995, my top search, I think, was probably uh, naked lady boobs. And, the, and I typed the O's as like zeros, zeros. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> big boobs pam anderson <laughs> pam anderson yeah real yeah. pam anderson yeah real um, pam anderson real kathy ireland nude <laughs> don't give me that fake bullshit <laughs> give me that Paren- that's in parentheses that's in parentheses <laughs> yeah yeah dear uh, aol don't give me fake kathy ireland nudes give me real ones <laughs> it's my birthday i deserve it's it my, it's my birthday <laughs> So, Screamers, 1995, based off the Philip K. Dick uh, short story, Second Variety, mm-hmm. it is uh, it is actually pretty faithful to the original Philip K. Dick short story. Is it? Uh, yeah, I've never yeah. read this one. I love Philip K. Dick. I've never mm-hmm. read this mm-hmm. the, the story this was based off. I didn't yeah. know. I had to look it up. The Basically, the one real big change between the two is that... Uh, the original was written in like 1953 ish. Mm-hmm. So rather than being based off on this uh, planet that the movie is, it's, it's actually the USSR and the United Nations. Mm-hmm. And, Makes but sense. after, but after that, it's all, you know, it's all the same. Like the, the United Nations invented the swords or they're, I think they're called claws in the short story. Mm-hmm. But it but it still follows the exact same progression, even including that uh, the wild ass scene that occurs in this. <laughs> that is a huge swing that I don't think you could take anymore. But we'll There's get to some, that scene. <laughs> that is the part where I went. I never saw this movie before. <laughs> like, I think I remember that. I remember like, this. I, like Peter, I, I will. Peter Weller is one of those guys I will gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, uh, he, he's just, you know, one of those classic, like, late 80s, early 90s tough guys that just makes a lot of. He looks like he always plays a cop. And I think he does a lot cop or like a renegade badass biker you know it's like lance hendrickson peter Mm -hmm. weller like there's a type around this time yeah i've I've been like falling asleep to uh that tv show psych uh Mm -hmm. that that was on usa yeah and Mm -hmm. like it just so happened like the same week that we're watching screamers like he's on an episode of psych as like a serial Mm. killer oh yeah serial killer big yeah Yeah. okay cool yeah yeah yeah, he's like he's uh, <laughs> big serial like, killer vibes. <laughs> big serial killer vibes. Yeah. yeah, obviously everybody knows Peter Weller from RoboCop, but like mm. once you get him in like this film or like in that Psych episode, like he's far more charismatic mm-hmm. than like I think a lot of people give him credit for because like he's so like kind of toned down in RoboCop, even though like he plays that role perfectly. <laughs> well, it's like he, it's like if you took Keanu Reeves, you know, playing Neo in the Matrix, mm-hmm. you know, that's perfect for, for Keanu Reeves. He may not be able to act too far out of that John Wick, you know, Neo thing. But mm-hmm. even if he could, that's what now people know him for those types of roles. Right. You know, yeah. it's almost like that little like when you're known for literally playing a robot or a cyborg, you know, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get typecast pretty easy. (laughs) But yeah, no, he, he, I mean, he, 
when you look at his other roles, like he shows up pretty well and like has a lot of charisma and is just like an interesting character. I think he was like also a villain on one of the new Star Trek movies, mm. uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. He was like a villain. He was piloting an extra big enterprise to blow the earth up or some shit. I, I don't remember bring that movie. myself to watch the new <laughs> Star Treks. I want to, but I'm a big fan of the old ones and I just mm-hmm. heard such bad things. I'll get around to it. But they're not bad movies, but they're not Star Trek either. So, but that's what everybody said. They're like, these are Star Trek movies that are not made. The original Star Trek films, like they were made for Star Trek fans. Right. Like this was meant they, they were trying to do a, a big old Marvel Star Wars thing with this. Yeah. And they do because it because yeah. it's J.J. Abrams on both. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to Screamers. It was directed by Christian uh, Duguay. Mm-hmm. Not really an interesting catalog of anything he's done. He mm-hmm. did the Scanners sequels. Uh, <laughs> and then. <laughs> The Art of War yeah. with uh, Wesley Snipes. So his his catalog isn't like terribly interesting. Yeah, this movie felt at times to me and like I'll, we'll talk about it more. Obviously, this movie felt at times to me like a movie that was really good and, and, and super entertaining in spite of itself, like mm-hmm. in spite of the not uh, not in spite of the script. Maybe I'll say um, like, I, like no. I thought the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue is hot trash. And yeah. it would be really it's really only decent because of the way Weller delivers it so earnestly. Like he takes mm-hmm. a, a, a lot so many lines that would be laughable if anybody else says them mm-hmm. and delivers them in a way where like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? well, and I, it's not just like, oh, he's badass. Like he actually he, he commits to them. He doesn't give up halfway on him. He doesn't leave the lines mm-hmm. out to dry. You know, what no, I mean? no, no, no. No, it's just I think it's just corner. That was like even just like pointing out. I think that made me laugh a couple times, like even just the way someone pronounced ASAP as a sap. And, <laughs> you know, it, and, then, and then even yeah. what you're talking about, just like some of them are just such corny lines. However, I mean, the same way that I would look at a lot of these things as time and place, too. I don't know if it's a direct like pulling from the book to like script, but you're just like, God, this is just Uh, uncomfortable like i don't no one would ever say that but like a philip k dick uh adaptation yeah the 199 mid 1990s like you're starting to get into that space where it feels like there could be a little bit of this uh you know homage to over the top 80s horror Mm-hmm. And, and and sci-fi action type of thing where you're like you feel like there's an there is a a, a twinkle of meta in its eye yeah you know yeah I mean? there's i mean there's a twinkle of meta and also remember that the script was written by dan o'bannon mm-hmm. uh you know obviously a return of the dead and life force and you know so he mm-hmm. he knows how to kind of you know put a little tongue in cheek there you know yeah, yeah. he got it there definitely is yeah there definitely <laughs> so, is so yeah i mean yeah you do get like a lot of funny interactions as well like especially when uh, uh hendrickson and uh what jefferson are mm-hmm. first leaving the base and like he's <laughs> jefferson is just annoying the shit out of hendrickson so yeah he's literally like they if this was a disney movie one of them would have been like he would have been the doberman and the other one would have been or no even if this was like uh looney tunes it would be that big, right that big bulldog and the little one that's jumping all around mm-hmm. going, where are we going hey, you know yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do boss what are we doing what are we doing shut <laughs> up shut <laughs> up shut <laughs> up uh, so yeah uh just quick overview of the film you get a you get a quick uh uh, kind of 
narrative scroll to set everything up. You're so on I'm this a sucker for a good narrative scroll. Yeah, it it helps just, sometimes. Uh, but, sometimes you know, it's just lazy and dumb. But I don't know. Yeah. I just have nostalgia for it. Yeah, I think this one's pretty simple just to get you in the mindset that like, hey, we're going to, uh, you know, a, a world you've never heard of. And there's these things you've never heard of. So it's like you're on Sirius 6B. And then there was a war that broke out between a fucking uh, uh, like colonists who were mm-hmm. working for this NEB. So it's like a, a it's a workers revolution that yeah. turned into a full scale war that mm-hmm. is, you know, looking to go interplanetary at some point mm-hmm. uh, but in that time they invented this thing called the sword uh, which are these you know little mobile robots which you know, uh, they're pretty great because it's like tremors mm-hmm. they travel mm-hmm. in the ground and then they jump out of the ground and like you know dismember people which yeah. is like a horrific it's a horrific war weapon yeah mm-hmm. it, it really is it like it is um it's well, and I want to get into it. Never, we're, we're going to talk about its AI and all that stuff. So I'll wait mm-hmm. to talk about that. But yeah, they are. I feel like just even cool. just talking about the way they move too, though, because we even saw it when we talked about Dune. Like that was like such a pulling for some from that. Like it's so creepy. Of like you don't know where or when they're going to like pop out. Mm-hmm. And so having even just like the Tremors reference, and then having you know obviously even thinking about the story of Dune, like it added a different element of like creep factor. Mm-hmm. that it felt like out of your control. And I don't think I recognized how cool of a type of scary character it could be, even until we w- I watched Screamers. Yeah, and I was just like, Tremors. A, yeah. And then I thought of Dune immediately as well. Yeah, It reminded me of like, if, you know, the Sentinels from Phantasm banged a Tremor and then they had a little puppies or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? But these ones are even more creepy because we'll talk about why, but... Yeah, yeah. They, they, take a, they take they start out like pretty... Oh, this is a creepy, gimmicky type of fun thing, and then it mm-hmm. evolves into something very different, and almost yeah. goes into this thing—the thing-like territory. Mm-hmm. Which it like that's one of the nice things is why the crawl had to exist because after that the movie like kind of shoots itself out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. With you have this NEB sur- soldier coming on, you know, uh, coming up on a base, and like you have these alliance uh, guys. They're you know just on uh, they're just on lookout and mm-hmm. then they watch this guy get completely dissected uh yeah. but he's trying to deliver a message right and yeah mm-hmm. they take they take the message and they take it to peter weller and peter weller is like the commander of this alliance base and he's doing all those classic 1995 commander things yeah smoking ciggies uh <laughs> listening to some like doing one thing that's out of character in this case listening to opera he's like he it, it's funny because we already brought up star trek but he's really doing like some picard shit when yes, you're introduced to he's, him he's doing badass picard shit yeah. like picard picard trying to be like a, a tough picard that listens to hate breed yeah like yeah he's tough guy. he's tough picard because <laughs> yeah. he's smoking cigs yeah. and he's looking Which at he's his as close to a professional cigarette smoker as anyone's ever been can we right. that yeah he's like, smoking should go pro <laughs> should go well he is he's an actor he's gone pro yeah. <laughs> he's getting no but i mean even the character like should go pro too because it's like this whole like bunker is just pretty much all they do is smoke mm-hmm. like that's pr- it's it's the vocal point of everything they do like yeah. literally so much so that they have to smoke a certain type of cigarette to keep them alive right like, it's wild 
Yeah, and it's just also just kind of a funny bit of fatalism that like you have to smoke to stay alive, but then also they've just accepted that they're going to die anyway, so they smoke it. Like they just don't want to die the radiation death. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I want to die a slower death from these cigarettes. Yeah, yeah like they're yeah. still going to get some form of cancer. <laughs> right. But yeah, so yeah, he's smoking cigs. He's looking at his coin collection and he's listening to Italian opera. You know, mm-hmm. that's badass Picard. <laughs> right, right. They bring in the message and like it's it's this offering of a treatise uh, between the Alliance and NEB. You know, there, there's tales of like they're they're all fighting over the mining rights yeah. of this uh, wild resource that when it's mined, it releases the dangerous radiation. And then like that radiation is why the Alliance you know, workers revolted. Because they didn't mm-hmm. want to get fucking poisoned in the mines. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a pretty uh, sound it's, reason it's, to start a revolution. Yeah, it's, it's almost a platoon. Like they talk about plutonium too, like later on. And like it's, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about like nuclear war is obviously a thing that exists in this in this environment and stuff. But it almost reminds me of that type. It's like this like sacred. Uh, what was the, what's the thing in like um, Avatar that they get out of the earth or something? Oh, unobtainium. Unobtainium. It's the dumbest oh name God. in the history of of uh, of cinema. But it almost yeah. reminded me a little bit of that. It's unobtainium, you know. Yeah, and that's like I've never watched Avatar because I heard it was called unobtainium. I'm like, <laughs> that's for babies. That's a baby's <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Those are babies. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> it's a baby's name, and I'm not watching a movie that doesn't take itself seriously enough to not use baby names. <laughs> At least in this movie, it's like Berninium or some shit like they yeah, just made some shit obscure sciencey sound sounding yeah. yeah yeah but so they they uh, uh weller in his kind of second in command they take a call from earth because they're like hey earth we got this thing can you thing. start saying earth instead of earth, earth? just earth. for me <laughs> yeah. just for me they, and then also could you say welcome to earth brush your teeth <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is. That's, the, a, that's it is. the line in my head. That's the line Will Smith says. Is you're holding a paintbrush? What the fuck are you holding right now? Well, whatever. I don't know why I got this paintbrush. But after Will Smith punches that alien in uh, fucking Independence Day, in my mind, the line he says is, Welcome to Earth, brush teeth. <laughs> and it always has been. They don't even have teeth in that movie. They have I don't know, tentacles. I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah, they, they oh, have to call Earth because, I mean, it is 2347, so I'm pretty sure it is officially renamed Earth. But Yeah, they for sure saw Independence Day. They definitely mm-hmm. are going by this for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and they get their VR call from you know, this guy on the planet. And he says, Let's hey. call him General Jowls. Yeah, General Jowls <laughs> gives him a... <laughs> and he just, like... <laughs> He gives him the okay. He's like, hey, yeah, war is coming to an end. We found the fake thing, the Bernium on uh, whatever Triton 4. It's mm-hmm. a fucking thing that you're never going to see it. And it doesn't matter. We it found it matter. elsewhere. Stop fighting each other then. Yeah. Found it elsewhere. War's over. And like we found a way to mine it. So yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, and then just out of nowhere, a fucking shuttle crashes while they're trying to have drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, it's God, it's such a weird. So, what an inconvenience. Yeah. Like there there was no I don't know. It, it this is probably like the weirdest thing to get somebody there of just like, oh yeah, and a plane crash. 
Yeah, like, why didn't he show up like the other guy did? I mean, I yeah. get the idea is maybe he'll get all carved up by the screamers, but, like, couldn't he have parachuted in? You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. It just seemed like a a big, bold, expensive choice uh, to make yeah. a, a plane crash outside. It was a cool... It led to a cool scene. I'm not mad at it, oh, but, yeah, like, no. it is weird. Yeah, the, the scene is cool. The scene is tense, and, like, it do, it, it is expensive because, like, you see... You've already seen the outside of this fortress... You know, and it's relatively empty and vacant in the lot. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they drop a damn big old shuttle in the middle of it. And they're Mm -hmm. like, here's a new set piece. Fuck everybody. Exactly. It was like, (laughs) ding dong, set piece delivery. Like, you just went outside and it's there. This is for the next film, guys. Just leave it there. Just leave it there. Don't touch. play on it. Don't mess it up. Yeah. Don't knock it over. (laughs) We need this. But yeah, this is the arrival of Ace Jefferson. Who is like there? There was a shuttle, you know, apparently passing past uh, Sirius Six B and headed on its way to Triton. And what you learn is that the war actually isn't over. Uh, and Ace Jefferson and his band of Marines and Roughnecks, I guess, were all headed to Triton and start war with the NEB over the Burnium that they did find. Uh, and then this is like Peter Weller's kind of clue of like oh we're all being left out to dry here Mm -hmm. like they're continuing the war without us and even though we started it like we you know he's like i'm a commander here i started this war they're leaving us to die on this planet with no information they just wanted quiet and covered up Mm -hmm. it was weird this was definitely like the the lowest point of the movie i feel like is explaining all this international um trade and treaty and Mm -hmm. uh, politics and all this stuff right but it, it so it felt a little bit like you know the uh you know, episode one type of, Hey, we're yeah. going to talk to the parliament <laughs> for an hour. It wasn't that bad, obviously, but, um, at least Peter Weller was there to like simplify it. He was just like, they're fucking us, dude. They're, they're fucking, they're pieces <laughs> of shit. We got to kill them. Like, like you would right. paused at least three times for a puff of cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. But he sorted it out a little bit to know like, oh, okay. So he 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 mad about whatever's happening here, he mad about it. Right. So somebody being bad guys. Yeah. Well, I I mean it it makes sense. Like they 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 cause the, I mean, you see it as they travel, but like mm. they're they had full on nuclear war on this planet because of that. Mm-hmm. And then they're mm-hmm. just they're saying to both sides, uh yeah, kiss and make up. Even though the war's not over, but like we're not dealing with any of you guys because your planet is fucking useless and it yeah. like it, it has no point anymore. We're not going to mine here. Yeah, and give it up, dorks. Yeah, and we're not going to yeah. take you back either. And also, mm-hmm. you have all these crazy ass robots on here. So like, fuck your crazy go <laughs> like ghost town planet. It's awful. You die here. Well, I feel like <laughs> yeah, there's like that un. Uh, we we I feel like we learn a little bit more later about like the evolution aspect of them, but like. It, in regards to this, though, is I feel like there's just like a piece that could have been explained or would have been neat to learn like later of like that the U.S. like knew how bad it was mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like the home planet. And um, they're just like, yeah, good luck. We'll let them take care of you and then just move on from there. Well, it's almost like they were mad they weren't already dead. You know what I mean? Right. Like they were yeah, just hoping yeah, they would have yeah. already killed them, killed each other by now. Um, right. So maybe this would even exacerbate that. Like, yeah. 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 They're definitely upset that they're still there. I mean, they even go as far as to like fake the VR call because you find out that the guy, you know, 
Captain Giles or whoever who <laughs> called earlier. That was just a fake VR thing. Yeah. But like, I, well, you know I what, almost thought I, it, that could have also been the fucking the little bots, though. That's also what I kind of interpreted that maybe they even took over the whole mm, station mm. or like interfering. Oh, I don't know. I no, think that's no, just an interpretation. That, it's not like a direct yeah. like this is what it, it was. Says, what but. you were saying is you, it was basically the equivalent of the, that zombie in Return of the Living Dead crawling into the ambulance <laughs> send and more saying paramedics. send more paramedics. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't think about that, but yeah. mm, no, because I don't know because that call came from Earth where there wasn't those robots. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're, well, they were like they they play them off. The only reason why I said that it was like they play them off to have been very evolved and being able to like mimic things. And right. I, like so, I mean, I, but they also they did at that time they didn't know how to check for the tricks. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I did like maybe that I'm when, making this shit up now. I think when so. he walked into the room, uh, <laughs> like he's a he's a VR, and that's mm-hmm. part of the the gag of the of the scene is look at this guy walking in. Oh wait, no, it's just a VR. Cool Star Wars. Yeah. That that's kind of the scene a little bit, but he has to when you reveal that it was AR, AI, or I mean sorry VR. Why did he have to open up the door to walk into the room? Right. That, I mean, that's the thing. They're 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 still doing the pomp and circumstance yeah. of it all because they open the door for him and mm. Weller and his second in command are like standing at attention. Right. When like the when VR, the live. VR, that's like standing on attention. to. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. The, like the VR <laughs> can't even see them. It's just a message. But they're just yeah. doing the pomp and circumstance as like good soldiers would. Yeah, that was the that was the part that was like Can it doesn't I, seem right. It, like, I want to interject one like, of my favorite lines of this film though around yeah. this scene though. Yeah, it was like if he so much makes a sound or farts, shoot him. Like the fact that they had to like say the word fart, and I was like, as a child, you know, my child brain was like instantly really happy that this happened. Yeah, there's some good there's some good lines throughout. That's for sure. But yeah. So yeah, upon upon learning of their betrayal, uh, you know, Commander Hendrickson he decides, you know, hey, I'm gonna go to the NEB base and I'm gonna talk to these guys. I'm gonna find out what's up with them because one of their guys came and got killed and we haven't heard anything from them. So, you know, maybe we can orchestrate some sort of peace or something else and like, you know, actually stop fighting and maybe get off the fucking planet or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his decision making, though, he decides to take Ace Jefferson because it's a he, mistake. Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> yeah. Mistake. He learns. He figures mistake it out. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he says, I don't want to risk anybody else in my fortress. This guy's new. So fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much like if he bites it, I'm not going to be that sad. But yeah. also they do. They do specify that he's supposed to be like really good with a with a rifle or something. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he's supposed yeah, to he's be a like, sharpshooter. Kind of, oh, yeah. Right. But I, when they do set out on their little, you know, on their little excursion, you know, with with him and the uh, an ace, and he, whenever they're they're going to start to, to go meet the the NEB people, and he has his headphones, and you get it becomes uh, what's it called? I can't diegetic. Yeah. Diegetic. I can never remember the word. Yeah. It becomes like diegetic music in in the in the film too, and the music that Ace is listening to is such a strange choice. And I know I obsess over this a lot, mm-hmm. but it sounds like if Cheryl Crow, <laughs> like if a Cheryl Crow album was like redone by Lou Rawls, it's such a strange, <laughs> strange fucking 
song he's listening to on a like we're going out and we're going to have a battle and he's supposed to be this young eager right out of you know basic training type of guy so of course he's not like really registering the danger for him it's like i'm going out to fight and be a soldier big boy that just makes it make even less sense it's just the, such a strange album or such yeah. a strange song mm-hmm. he's listening to yeah i think i think it was one of those situations of like well there was some sort of tie-in and they're like we're gonna try to sell albums for this artist mm-hmm. like somebody tried to get a product tie-in <laughs> yeah i feel like all of my reflection on the music though is just like this is the 90s yeah it's sure like yeah, it, it's just it, it, like it kind of had this not right, full write-off but like that was such a weird time for music mm-hmm. that like it was a, an amalgamation of i think like this like weird transition point but also just anything went and like it like right now we have like very specific genres i think that become like popular music 90s no like it was just like anything yeah 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 especially like mid 90s and indie music like you look Mm -hmm. at the way like clerks got its soundtrack of just Mm -hmm. like it was a bunch of like artists and everything like kind of tied to miramax in some way and they're just like let's throw all these people on because like the original clerk's cut didn't have any fucking music because kevin smith Mm -hmm. couldn't afford that so -hmm. they're just like okay we got deals with these record companies here comes the jesus lizard and here comes all this other goofy shit and none Mm -hmm. of it is actually music that's popular but maybe we can sell an extra fucking five thousand records if we put it on a you know a soundtrack there's a lot of molly being done Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah probably that too. That yeah. kind of never helps. Molly, Coke. <laughs> yeah. She has yeah, a lot of blending sure. of things. I do appreciate that they've mastered VR technology, but uh, this guy doesn't have Bluetooth headphones. No wireless headphones. <laughs> no. no, they're like the type device. that you would... Um, have you seen like those... They're like glasses that... Um, basically use like pulses to like mm. get the sound into like through your brain that's basically what i equated it to so uh, that it sounds pretty like progressive the devil's still. work i'm not interested in that <laughs> pass <laughs> hard pass hard pass also i'm that that is an insult it's actually we were science that Brian. is like that's one of the examples of what we were talking about it's like you look like the type of guy who would have google glasses you know <laughs> like that's a that's a type you want to avoid <laughs> I'm adding that to my list. <laughs> yeah. You bought, you pre-ordered Google Glasses. <laughs> Which RIP, they officially are no longer making those. I know. They saw they finally discontinued them. They sold 30 pairs in yeah. five years and finally discontinued them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The only one I remember was there was one guy who wore them inside the uh the CERN Hadron Collider and rode his fucking Dutch bike around the CERN so you could see like a video of it. <laughs> Really, yeah. Yeah. Sick. Weird. Yeah. It was neat, but whatever. So yeah, we get our we get a little uh Fellowship of the Rings travel with uh Jefferson and Hendrickson. They go across Can I point out that their like relationship there was like this like weird buddy cop thing where it was just like kind of like how you described it earlier. Mm-hmm. Like where you're just like hey, but it's like with them, both of them, he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. But like you could tell that um while there was like kind of in like getting attached this was the period they were getting attached he's like shut up so and so well he's like so ace you know? is so unlikable as a character <laughs> um and yeah. he's like the, he just it, in contrast makes peter weller look even better because jefferson's performance as the like overzealous you know excitable greenhorn is like 
it's very on the nose. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you almost expected for him to 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 throw out a zoinks, you know, right. or something like that. <laughs> like it was so over the top. A G. So, Willikers, <laughs> if you will, yeah, some, if you will. Yes, he is very much on that. Uh, yeah, like there are big, but the whole movie, and I've never read the book, um, but the whole movie almost reads like a. I want to say a graphic novel, but some sort of like like pulpy sci-fi novel mm-hmm. kind of thing, like the mm-hmm. dialogue does. Yeah, because it's a little grittier than that. You know, obviously, it's, you know, a little bit wilder stuff happens, but it feels just like a I don't know, like a late '80s, early '90s, like sci-fi comic or something. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that's definitely like probably Dan O'Bannon's influence mm-hmm. because again, like I was like I was saying, the original. Uh, short story is about the USSR. It's about Earth. It's you know of the time Earth. because because uh, no Earth Earth please Earth <laughs> Earth for the short story Earth for the movie. Okay, cool. So so like that's kind of Dan O'Bannon putting his own spin on things. That's why you get like these great like kind of set pieces of like the mining operation that you see off mm-hmm. in the distance. That's like, it's all mm-hmm. lit up and crazy. Yeah. Uh, you, you get the bombed out city, but then like, I assume he's like putting a lot of his own spin on just like the way characters interact. Cause he has to like come up with a bunch of sci-fi shit for them to say mm-hmm. you know, yep. that, that, that probably didn't, I, I haven't read uh, second variety, but I read it like a synopsis just to see like how close it was. You know, mm. just because I'm, I'm always interested in like based on the story by and it's like, well, how based? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but no, that makes sense. I, I almost I don't know if you guys feel this way. And maybe I feel like I don't really hear uh, like large critique, especially with like Philip K. Dick being such a descriptive writer overall like i don't think he spares any details and his shit's usually really long that i've never seen people try to like shortchange it like with um like cinema mm-hmm. even though i would say that this movie may have benefited a little bit by cutting out a some i felt a couple times where i was like oh god i just want this like shorten this by like three and four minutes mm-hmm. like i'd be fucking fine but overall i think like just in relation to philip k dick stuff that cosmic horror and stuff you don't really want to cut it because there's so much descriptive descriptions yeah. and um like in his work yeah and you want you don't want it to be confusing yeah either. i mean like yeah dick serves everything up on a platter so well mm-hmm. for people that it would do them a disservice to you know stray too far from what sure. he from what he's given them you know like yeah. again i think this is kind of one of the more like strained ones because of the change in setting Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, like when you're talking like Scanner Darkly, Blade Runner, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Ridley Scott obviously benefited a lot from not changing too, too much. So, yeah, uh, again, they're on their they're on their little gallivant across you know the tundra of you know, radiation and destruction. And they come upon a town that is like was like the city center. And now mm-hmm. it's just completely bombed out. It's destroyed. Uh, but lo and behold, there's a kid walking around in the rubble yeah. with the shock <laughs> and awe to Love everybody. Kid. Yeah, they uh, they try to get him to stay because, like, obviously, you don't want to drag a kid through the fucking wasteland. And, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have a tab to protect him from the screamers, which is like their thing. They have a little radio, you know, RFID chip or whatever. That is mm-hmm. that is what's protecting Alliance members from you know the little ground saws 
that mm-hmm. uh, yeah, apparently they tremor about and jump yeah. up and snip mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. But apparently somehow a kid has been surviving in the rubble and eating rats, one would assume, as like mm-hmm. that's all you see. That's the only other thing you see is rats. <laughs> How old do you think this kid was uh, supposed to be? Eight. I was thinking David was supposed to be like nine or ten. Yeah. Like he okay. looks that he looks you're that the, old. You're the only parent here. How old so does he, he look? He looks in months, like he's though. he looks like he's nine or ten. Yeah. Right. But oh in months. <laughs> um he looks like <laughs> he's about 120 true. months. No, but he, <laughs> he looks he looks like he's like nine, maybe ten years old. But he talks like the like the orphans from The Simpsons that are like <laughs> cool, <laughs> like or the he looks like the freaking uh, the, 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 the the kids that are like under the ghost of Christmas Future's cloak when he picks it yeah, up. You know, yeah. he's just like this over the top, like filthy, tiny, uh, you know, almost <laughs> Dickensian looking child. Yeah, but he is also talks like he's four but he's clearly 10 yeah you know? so mm-hmm. but so so you feel for him like and it, it feels off yeah it feels it's off. obviously intense it's that's intentional yeah it's intentional and like the the explanation he kind of gives is that like his parents died like five years ago mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means he somehow has been surviving in this wastes since he was five which kind of exp- yeah impossible but somehow not and that mm-hmm that explains like why he's so developmentally weird and yeah. like why he only has a couple phrases of like, can I come with you? You know, which mm-hmm. is like terribly <laughs> creepy. Oh, creepy so and sad. And also like you didn't, you kind of thought like it actually was again, the interaction you would have thought would have been really weird here. But I think Peter Weller's performance saves like, because it would have just been laughable if it was somebody else, I think. Mm-hmm. But like, he does make it the interaction seem authentic, but also, like I said, little weird, little uh, uh, uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. P- Peter Weller is like gruff enough because Ace again is like a bit over the top. He's like, "Hey, come <laughs> on, man, we can't leave this kid out here." It's like, <laughs> like. <laughs> We can't leave this kid out here. Yeah, yeah he uh, he he's essentially uh, um, that sk- that sketch on SNL with uh, oh my god I can't remember any of the people's names so fuck this comment. I was just <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see the thing where it's like Zware and it's Kevin Hart? You ever see that sketch oh, with no. Kevin Hart and uh, yeah and he's like Zware and he's like is it Aware? He's like no it's Zware. He's like is it B? <laughs> anyway you you literally have, would have had to have seen it yep i didn't yeah so. my brain my brain's doing real good today guys no food <laughs> for two days really makes a brain healthy no food had it you found a paintbrush you're having a time <laughs> i got a, i got this paintbrush i don't even, it was just sitting here <laughs> but so yeah tugging on the heartstrings yeah they they take the kid along with them uh, the makeup camp, and I just wanted to stop for the scene where they make camp, because mm. also apparently Jefferson has brought along his porn goggles. <laughs> <laughs> so these truly are—he is truly Google Glasses guy. Yeah. Like he a hundred percent would have had these. He's looking up weird, um, glitchy porn on his 
porn goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's basically the exact same kind of porn experience as uh, Demolition Man. Oh, yeah. A little bit. It just Mm -hmm. reminded me because like it just shows you it like it doesn't show you full on nudity or like POV porn, which is what people do nowadays. Mm-hmm. It shows you just like the flashes of boobs and shapes yeah. and curves and moaning Ooh, woman, <laughs> like woman posing in a one piece bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, which I don't know how that makes more sense or is more erotic than just looking at a still image. Like, <laughs> well, and it's also like, what is his game plan here? Right. Yeah. Like what, what is the idea? Was he get, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to beat it in front of this kid and, and the, and his superior officer. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's not <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what you just, you just felt like looking at some, some horny stuff before you fell asleep in the snow. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like the only thing he had loaded on his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically like when you know when I only had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory on VHS, like when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like that. Yeah. Like you're just gonna watch that, or um, it's like you know uh, early generations of the iPod. Mm-hmm. You know, you only had a couple videos on your iPod because you could only mm-hmm. store a couple videos. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There's only a couple. There's only a couple I can watch. I guess I'm gonna watch these like pandas rolling downstairs again yeah well jefferson <laughs> has his three alt rock songs and a yeah. little and some horny lady whatever like magic eye thing <laughs> yeah oh bless you these guys really love like big boobs mm-hmm. yeah yeah They're real horny yeah big boobs Listen, rule. You don't even sm- in the future you don't, sm- <laughs> you don't smoke cigarettes like that and not love great big boobs mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just how you know, like it'll always cycle around. We're in a period right now of butts are in, but you know, 20, 30, 47, it's going to be big boobs again. So it's just, (laughs) (laughs) it's only a matter of time. Just, just got to follow the cycles. You know how it lands, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So you, uh, in this scene, Jefferson almost gets killed by a screamer and gets reprimanded for not wearing his t- uh, tab. We get reminded of that. It's not terribly mm-hmm. important that that happens again here, uh, but I believe it does lead to uh, Hendrickson being able to take a chip off the the little screamer because it right. like it, apparently this one is more evolved than mm-hmm. you know the, mm-hmm. uh, the the ones back at the fortress. Mm-hmm. And then, that's where we start getting like the hints. I feel mm-hmm. like that, and and it gets explained a little bit further later on about the revolution. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, yeah, he starts getting hints like like oh, this one's somehow different, and like I think the chip mm-hmm. even says revised on it. Right. So it's like oh, there's a new iteration that I didn't know about, uh, which is weird. And maybe you guys, maybe I don't know. I don't know if I really missed it, but I'm trying to think about it because we the chips kept being focused on, mm-hmm. but like. It, I don't think I paid attention or noticed if there was like a location or if that's like what them as like an ev- like an evolutionary bot like they're putting their own chips. Yeah, they're or manufacturing is this, where we- this down underground. Okay, so we yeah. we don't have to assume that there's possibly some interference from Earth. No, at no. this point, there's no human intervention. Bringing- it is okay. technology has become sentient. Like the singularity has happened. Yeah. And- Okay. Yeah. They're they're upgrading themselves. That was like my assumption, but like the more I thought about it, I was like, could there be some sort of corruptness going on that like mm. would make some things make a little bit more sense yeah. too? But yeah, I guess that would have made more, kind of some sense. Is like if Earth somehow planted these screamers there, and which they did really ultimately well, initially, right. yeah. But we yeah. assume we learned that that their assumption was that 
that they they took they kept evolving themselves so that's why but i was like the whole chip thing Mm -hmm. and i actually put a note specifically about it now that i'm bringing it up but i'll just like make a point to say is that i think if they actually did try to tell the story or if there was like an additional this would probably be a totally different movie or an additional movie if to explain the screamers and like how they evolved would probably actually be a pretty interesting film. But, um, I think the less we know and the less we question, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's sometimes there's like, it makes a little bit more sense. You're just like, the only thing we need to understand is that they evolved. Well, good news, Meg. There's screamers two and screamers three. So you might get those answers. So I I haven't seen seen them. Do you know? No, no. I've seen, I saw screamers two when it came out a long time ago i think it was like on a on a sci-fi channel type day got it but uh yeah i haven't seen i don't think i've seen them all and i don't remember i don't remember what you actually learn in those movies if you learn anything Mm. but no i think you're right though as far as like keeping details minimum on Mm -hmm. on this film because it helps with the surprises and this Mm -hmm. is where we kind of get our first one because uh the next scene is you know, Ace and Hendrickson and the kid David, they are walking across a snowy field and a sniper off in the distance is hanging out in a vent pipe and he's scanning them with his rifle and the rifle is like letting them know who's armed and he scans Hendrickson. And he says he's armed. Obviously, he's holding a rifle, scans the kid. He says he's armed. Weird. Scans Ace, says he's armed. So not a malfunction. And he turns back to the kid and blast them away <laughs> which mm-hmm. is like that's pretty fucking bold uh, yeah, you were like Goo. you definitely didn't see that coming you definitely didn't you thought ace was gonna get it like it felt like ace mm-hmm. was gonna get it right mm-hmm. for sure but instead sweet sweet little david gets just blasted off the map and he's a damn robot <laughs> oh god damn it he was a robot, robot the whole time i I couldn't tell you how many times that's happened. <laughs> you needed David. You fall in love with him. Turns out to be a robot. You let a kid tag along in your adventures. <laughs> Turns out he was a robot trying to kill you. Drop the kids, man. I'm not saying fuck the kids. I'm saying fuck the kids. <laughs> fuck those kids. <laughs> so, yeah, we're uh, we're now introduced to Becker and Ross, who are the two kind of NIB NEB soldiers hanging out. Uh, they're like the they're in the base. The base is obviously deserted in more ways than one. It's just you know burned out, uh, mm-hmm. derelict base. They're drinking like shitty water coming off a of fucking you know, hose. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not looking that sweet over there for them. No, it's not, it doesn't look it's cool. Not the, it's not the cigarette paradise that they came from. <laughs> it is not the cigarette underground paradise. <laughs> it also, it was like clay walls but like a virtual reality wall yeah <laughs> interesting this place is like wet and gross and mm-hmm. yeah everything's gray everything's wet everything is busted none of the real lights work they're all just like sitting around space heaters like space hobos <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but My favorite type of hobo by the way yeah oh yeah it's a good hobo mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah becker uh becker and ross uh take uh, Hendrickson and Ace down into the uh, base and that's where you meet Jennifer Rubin's character Jessica Hansen mm-hmm. and everybody would know Jennifer Rubin from uh, Dream Warriors mm-hmm. but uh, yeah she you know she she does a okay job here in this movie 
Like, She's as close to a, a pretty decent NPC as you can have in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just kind of is that, like, she just reminds me of someone you would see in, like, a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game or something where it's like, she's the she's the sassy lady who's uh, going to take everybody's... And she's in charge. She's sassy. She's very cute, too. You probably should fall in love with her. Yeah, you should fall in love with her. You want to kiss? You should kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and she says no, and then you want more. She's a little bit of like she's kind of like a like a guy, but not, but then she has boobs. Yeah. She's like the personification, I think, of like my shoulder shake a little bit, a little she's bit, a little bit. I mean, bit. she she, co- she comes with Johnny Walker red accessories, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess she does. Yeah. So yeah, yeah uh, you know, she's there. She's explaining that you know she's a freelancer. She deals in all and like you know yeah this whole base is fucking falling apart and basically it's just her and the two other guys is the last remnants uh they they suspect that the one high-ranking officer is possibly holed up somewhere elsewhere in the base Mm -hmm. and that's when they decide to infiltrate the base because they want to go to the comms array try to get in contact with somebody and boy oh boy is it a mess in there Almost as if robots had rampaged. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bit like if robots did what robots do. Yeah. Which is to say, rampage. Have a damn rampage. Rampage. <laughs> yeah. Cantina's got that. Cantina's covered in blood, <laughs> bodies everywhere. Yep. And then they find the, uh, the, the comms array. And this is where you get the best look at the little robot guy. Because mm-hmm. you get a nice little stop motion animation robot. Yeah, he looks like a little lizard, but like made of metal, and he has a fun tail and a saw face. Mm. And I, I just, I don't, I like, I really They're like. Cool. They're charming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the, like the, the design. Motion ish. The, the 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 effects in this movie, as a whole, are very charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're like they feel like they're one generation behind. Right. You know, they feel like they'd be more better served in nineteen like eighty eight. Than 1995, mm-hmm. but that's probably why I like them so much. Yeah, it, and like there's kind of a wild difference in a lot of the mm-hmm. effects, and I think they mm-hmm. accidentally blew their budget on some effects. Yeah, and then had to make it up because like so early there are some 90s CGI bullshit. Yeah, and there's like some yeah. bad CGI bullshit. I think yeah. I think they blew all of their effects money on little stop motion robot guy. Mm-hmm. And the end of the film, where yeah. the 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 shuttle takes off, mm-hmm. that mm. you know, I complimentarily, I mean it. It looks like a PlayStation Two like CG, uh, you know, CG cutscene, yes. which at that time would have been really good. And it, yeah, it, it yeah. is. It like I th- I think that effect still kind of holds up, but like other effects had to suffer because of that. Yeah. I mean, holds up is a strong word, but yes, I, it is of its time for yeah. sure. I'd yeah. like to think that they blew their budget on the little teddy bear arm moving. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that, the dude, fishing that line. <laughs> that cost. That was a, that was that was sixty bucks at least. Yeah, I, I would have put hundred dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, with inflation, it's more like a hundred. It's a lot. Well, that's the thing is like it's, they, it's 40 cents worth of fucking fishing lines <laughs> and then, you know, a hundred bucks an hour for the guy to hook everything up. Right. 
and then you know the the failed pneumatic test prototype that didn't work so they had to go to fishing line <laughs> yeah well that was 10 grand down the fucking drain <laughs> just flushing it shit <laughs> but yeah you you get a look at a little guy everybody runs away except for uh Hendrickson because he thinks his tabs still kind of work and help him and this is where he starts checking out the chips that he's collected along the way and he finds you know the type one is the little reptile robot that we're seeing now type three Mm -hmm. is the Davids and then you know you don't know what type two is you got got a dang old mystery on your hand what's a type two robot now Mm -hmm. we got a mystery on our hands yeah now we got a sci-fi horror horror robot mystery you got yourselves a mystery So back at the base, uh, or whatever they're in, like sub basement, just <laughs> in their dirt form. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you have a lot of tension between uh, Ross, who is like this real just meek, obnoxious character. Yeah, and then he sucks so hard. And then Becker, mm-hmm. who uh, is, fucking pansy. Becker is some sort of channeling of Kurt Russell and Michael Madsen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he, he's, he's, cause he's got all the tough guy puff out the chest one liners, but he's also very fucking unhinged. Yeah. He looks like someone who would for sure uh, spit in a spittoon. Yeah. Oh yeah. If this was a, <laughs> yeah, if this was Westworld, he'd be spitting in his spittoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I mean, I, I gotta believe that at some point they really just wanted like Michael Madsen, but like he just said, no, I'm busy. <laughs> I mean, I think there was some of the, I mean, they lucked out with Peter Weller. Obviously he killed it, but I mm-hmm. wonder like, cause I keep getting confused cause in my head it's just, it's Peter Weller, but I keep forgetting that Joe's last name in the movie is Hendrickson. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think Lance Hendrickson, which <laughs> seems like he could have very been very easily played this role too. Yeah. Um, Peter Weller at this point, I would have, um, no, Lance Hendrickson was in Aliens right around this time, wasn't he? Uh, no, Aliens but, was before. Aliens is eighty six, and this is ninety five. So, oh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I was thinking of the, I was thinking of the year of, of my movie, which was no, no, no. Jesus Christ, why am I thinking of? Why wow. was I, in my head? I was thinking nineteen eighty six. I'm like, no, this is nineteen ninety five because Aliens came out. I think in eighty six. Yeah, Again, yeah. Aliens was eighty six. Yeah. Yeah. Why did I have 86 in my mind? Oh, because I just posted something this morning about the uh, chopping mall. Oh, <laughs> that's why I have 1986 in my brain. Although tec- oh, uh, technically, for a little bit, I um, I believe Lance is in uh, Alien Three, which would have been 93. So still Wait, aliens, 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 1986. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Why did I think it was later than that? I don't know. I still thought it was later than that. Because Alien, Alien 3 is from 92, 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure Lance is in that for a little bit as well. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Like, they bring back mm-hmm. the Bishop bot to fucking I... spit milk for a bit. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I haven't seen Aliens 3 in a long time. I have it on VHS here somewhere. I should pop that back in. It's underrated, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it gets a lot. I hate saying underrated, but I, it, it deserves more love than a lot of people give it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, in in the sub basement, Ross and Becker are fighting, and there is they they begin to explain what the second variety is, and the second variety is apparently a wounded soldier, and you have Ross like being very 
obnoxious and like he won't get over this phrase that he keeps repeating over and over of get off my back yeah and that's oh yeah that's when becker starts casting the aspersions that like ross is probably a robot you know because mm-hmm. he won't stop repeating himself you know none of them know each other really because they weren't serving together they all just came to this neb base you know on yeah, their I own mean, it- Ace fell out of the fucking sky. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ace fell out of the sky. I think everybody else was stationed elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think Hansen was the only one who was a part of this NEB base. And then she allowed, she allowed Becker and Ross in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, Becker just says Becker's drunk and crazy. And he says, fuck it. And throws his knife right in Ross's chest and kills him. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty sick scene. I'm not going to lie. It's just mm-hmm. like, whoosh, it felt kind of a little bit out of nowhere, but at the same time, you're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was um, like, I was clapped, good. I think. I was just, I was ready for Ace to be fucking de- done. So <laughs> I had enough. I had enough of G. Willikers over there. <laughs> well, he doesn't die yet. <laughs> that was just Ross. No. No. Oh, no, Ross. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ross is, no. Ross is the crazy complaining. Like, he's the yeah. guy, he's the guy in like the war movie that is going to break and wind mm-hmm. up fragging everybody. <laughs> Yes, he's he's starting to crack and everyone ide- identifies it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they they get him before they can. But oh, nope, he was a human. He was a man. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> sorry. Boy, on everything. That, <laughs> yeah, sorry, baby. That is a sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whoopsies. And you get you get a pretty cool line from, uh, you know, between Becker and Hendrickson. And like, you know, he's like, oh, I made a mistake. And he's and. You know, Hendrickson's like, I'll kill you before you can make another, make it again. Yeah, that was a great I, line. Oh, I'll kill man, you before I, I make it, let you make another mistake. I just want to insert, insert like an Andy Dick thing here and say, Naughty Baby did a no no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Pretty I think much. We chalk it up to that. Yeah, chalk it up to Naughty Baby made a no no. <laughs> At this point, you know, obviously the base is compromised, so they decide to all go back to the Alliance Fortress. And it, it, in between this, you've been getting these calls between Hendrickson and his second in command, but they're all broken up. They, they don't make a whole lot of sense, but you can kind of mm-hmm. piece together that like they they say some somebody was weird and somebody showed up, but you don't know who showed up. But like, yeah, yeah somebody it sounds ominous. Yeah, it sounds ominous. They get back to because the he, he did keep have to keep checking it. Like the plan was for him to check in every mm-hmm. 12 hours or whatever. Right. Yeah. Every, um, yeah. Every couple hours he's calling in and then he's getting these weird staticky messages that don't make a whole lot of sense. They get back to the Lions fortress and it seems like nobody's home. Uh, he calls in and his second in command is just giving him like a weird runaround. He's like, come on mm-hmm. down. He's like, no, you open up. You come up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is not prices right. Where are you? Come down. Yeah. No, you yeah. come up. No, you come down. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly like it's, it's, you know, it's actually a pretty chilling scene mm-hmm. because it's obviously mm-hmm. Hendrickson coming to the conclusion that, you know, all his friends uh, and people he's been, you know, alongside for years here are likely dead. Yeah. Um, but but no one else is really getting it but him. Yeah. So he's like left with all the the weight of this information on himself alone, kind of. Yeah. And and he uses like he he actually makes a call back to his uh, opera that he loves because yeah. he yeah he's because his like, sec- what would a thing a robot not know anything about? Right. Yeah. He's like yeah. put Don Giovanni on the phone 
And then it goes, this is Don Giovanni. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> I kind of, I don't know why I kind of liked that. I mean, obviously it's like a, like a downing scene of sorts, but mm-hmm. I kind of like got a little chuckle out yeah, of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny because like the robot doesn't change it, change its voice either. Mm-hmm. Like it's no. just like, it's, hey, it's me, Don Giovanni now. Hey, it's me. Yeah. I wish it did though. Was what if like, it was hey. like, it's me. We just saw the kids this afternoon to see the Mario movie. Yeah. Oh, um, literally just got right back and yeah that was uh it'd be funny if he was like it's a me don giovanni <laughs> oh okay oh well, all right yeah that makes sense i guess they're not involved enough bitch <laughs> but no everybody's dead and then the doors to like the this giant blast door which is, i think is like a practical blast door that they mm. they they keep raising and lowering it opens up to reveal a huge army of davids have taken yeah. over the base and now oh, yeah. you get the wildest scene that you've ever seen <laughs> it's bonkers <laughs> i think the technical term is whacked out who brain bonkers yeah <laughs> and this is why i read up on second variety mm-hmm. uh to see if there was a change and no there's not a change <laughs> it's really it's, this is what the yeah, book does too it's really you have a shootout of the remaining soldiers firing on a group of kids <laughs> yeah, yeah. with guns and hand grenades and uh, like they, they f- fucking ace stole a mini nuke, uh, you know, rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. I just, a uh, Duke Nukem. Yeah. I'm just going to call it a Duke Nukem. Yeah, yeah. He had a Duke Nukem power <laughs> upgrade, which they fire yeah. into the group of kids and blow all these robots up. And blow you don't themselves see so up. many kids dying. No, you usually don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is why it's great. And this is literally like uh, it's it's like that scene from I think the end of season one or season two of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert: where the like the little girl that they're looking for, they turn that they learn that she's been a zombie the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. And she comes out with all these. It's like that, but it's all kids. Yeah, it's, it's all kids. All it's oops, them. all kids. <laughs> Oops, all kids. Yeah, really is. Now they're technically not. So I guess it doesn't have that much because technically they are not kids. They right. are in fact robots disguised as kids. So this is like I said, we we've gotten to the point now. Obviously, the peak of that I think being the 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 radio conversation. You mm-hmm. know, when he asks for Don Giovanni, like that is the the peak of the the thing uh mystery element kind of thing but right at this point yeah you're just blasting a bunch of robots uh dressed up like little kids yeah and uh, you you have taken the shock away already because of mm-hmm. shooting the kid earlier in the film yeah so you take that shock away but now it's still kind of shocking because it's a whole huge ass group <laughs> but then i like kids yeah but then also like they're transforming and like you know they're getting like sharp teeth and they're yeah robot they're saws. crazy roaring mouths with a bunch of rows of teeth and mm-hmm. shit yeah and, but like they also built like a lot of practical dummies to set on fire and explode mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fucking nuts yeah. to do <laughs> yeah they spent some cash on this movie i didn't look at what the budget is but it seems like they spent some cash oh for sure yeah and and like you're saying like it's a lot of the effects are in this weird transition because they have a estimated budget of 20 million so they definitely put the time time and money in but Mm -hmm. yeah they some of it's cgi some of it like some of it's bad cgi and some of it Mm. is like you know these practical and stop motion effects Mm. but yeah the fire the damn mini nuke everybody blows up and this is where you get Becker and he's on the ground screaming, help me, help me over and over again. 
and mm-hmm. dumbass Ace. Ace don't know. <laughs> Ace Ace was gonna get it. Ace was gonna get it somehow. We were. His name's Ace. I mean, they mm-hmm. were just talking about it. Seems like someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have known better, Ace. Yeah. Even if you're the rook, even if you're the greenhorn, you should have known. Yeah. You don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, Becker puts the squeeze on him. He just he just squeezes his insides like toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. He mm-hmm. just get, he just oh, gets, yeah, yeah. gives him the old fucking Andre the Giant. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. I actually kind of like that kill. He just puts the clamp it's on him. Kind of mm-hmm. also silly. Yeah. He yeah. gives him the clamps. Uh, then he goes after Hendrickson, and this is probably the worst effect in the whole film. Is yeah. Hendrickson fires a grenade into Becker, and it looks like a fucking JPEG or PNG just falls off the robot legs. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like the legs were practical because they walked around on their own. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they just didn't know how to mix it right. They're just like, ah, I, I don't know. We fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It, I felt like this movie maybe a little bit wore out its welcome towards the end. Like I had definitely felt like it kind of peaked, mm-hmm. you know, at this point already. And mm-hmm. I was, by the time it peaked, I was sad. Ace hadn't died yet. And yeah, I was mad that he was still alive, and- <laughs> but then he got killed. So you're, you're fine. Yeah. But the only thing like now we basically have, like the ending is like a love story. Right. And yeah. that got real lame for me. Yeah. It didn't have to happen. It was it such a nice thing to have to have all that. I also yeah. was just like, what did it, what did a, what a like proper time to have a makeout session? Right. You know what I mean? Like a couple times I was just like, oh, it sounds like you guys probably have a little bit more to worry about and <laughs> stop sucking face right now. It, it's, yeah. it's um, completely just giving Peter Weller the not gaze. You know, yeah. it's like, cause you can't. Well, yeah, but, but it, 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 it doesn't even work because he turns from, I mean, yes, it does obviously in terms of the not gaze, but what I'm saying is like, he's this badass guy who's, 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 you know, saved everyone's life a hundred times and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden he just turns into fucking Captain McSimp over here. Yeah. Like so fast. Right. It's like with somebody he just fucking met, like just met, but they're, but they're both acting like they are fucking long lost soulmates. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very forced. Like, like I get the idea of like, boning at the end mm-hmm. of the world because yeah you know that's mm-hmm. what's going sure. on but like that's not Do what they're up. doing they're doing romantic look each other in the eyes shit right that's gross oh, yeah. that's oh, yeah. gross they're, they're, they're holding don't give hands. me that romantic shit yeah. they're holding hands it's fucking or nothing get yeah. out of here yeah. like it should have come down to you know when they go to the the, the escape pod uh, it should have come down to whoever busts first has to stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like a competition. It would have been him. Yeah. It would have been him. So she would have gone. Yeah. Be, yeah. Hey, I mean, that's it's how it goes. Whoever gets the bust or nut, you know, yeah. get, also has to but stay. We already it's know a trade. the ending of that story, though. So I just like oh, that's yeah. like not yeah, even that's, fair. That's counterintuitive, though, to because then you're just going to end up soaking, and then <laughs> then it's going to feel like you're in a BYU dorm room instead of a fucking instead of a fucking bunker on fucking yeah. whatever planet this is. So, so you're saying he would actively try not to bust nut? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he wants to live, right. All right. Don't bust if you want to. He, he would try to get his cake and eat it too, mm-hmm. for sure. He would just like do his best, and mm-hmm. she would fake it. She would just fake it. I'm just gonna lie. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd for sure have faked it. Um, <laughs> I gotcha. Any hoops? Yeah. So they, there's one rocket off the planet, and it only has one seat. And this is 
you know, they, they start setting it up and it's just, I don't know, the sequence isn't terribly dramatic because it's just the two of them. Like this, mm-hmm. this could have gone a little quicker, I think. Um, yeah. But then it's revealed, uh oh, she's a dang robot too. And you learn oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> and you learn it by her showing up again. There's two yeah. of them. Twins, sick, <laughs> <laughs> and twins. Um, yes, but it is like it's. You knew it was going to happen. I guess they revealed it in a slightly um, creative way mm-hmm. or, or shocking way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it could have just been like, "Hey, uh, you know, I don't know." Yeah, we, we're banging and waiting now. If you think you're a robot, you know, they're <laughs> all full of nuts and bolts or whatever. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just this whole part just seems so forced and like we're already on the downswing of the movie. Yeah. And, and what's a shame is this is where the other departure from the original short story happens. Mm-hmm. The and also a literal departure. Yes, it's the yeah. it's a departure of the departure. <laughs> yeah. The original short story that was so is uh, he puts her on the rocket and she gets out on the rocket and then you're left with him in the base mm-hmm. as it's overrun by David's Beckers and then a uh, Hanson. Mm. And so mm-hmm. he gets the realization that he sent he sent her to robot he, he, back fucked up. he fucked up. Instead, we got a teddy ah, bear. Yeah. That would have been such a fucking better scene. Yeah, it would have been, been such a better actually. I think ending. I would have liked that a fucking lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I again still like the teddy bear, but I genuinely. Yeah think i would have liked that ending better it reminded me oh what was i'm trying to think of what's his name um he played in one of the spider-mans why am i bruce gamble alfred molina willem dafoe there was a movie where this kind of thing happened where the guy got out and he all of a sudden had one of the fucking creatures from like uh i don't know why he played I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to figure out who it is and I'll come back. Okie dokie. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, uh, I guess this is another kind of bad special effect that's in this scene, though. But there's like, I guess there's a bunch of lasers protecting the uh, the, the rocket ship that goes away. And mm-hmm. like anything that touches it just instantly disintegrates. Like there's it's yeah. not it's not like the laser cuts at anything in half. It's just like mm-hmm. it's instant vaporization. <laughs> yeah. It's like, eh, that's kind of bad. But like overall, though, uh, this is a great film from the 90s. There's a lot of fun. The like seeing it for the first time, you get a lot of twists and shocks that you wouldn't expect. And then just, you know, the constant like learning of, oh, fucking this. That's a robot. Oh, she's a robot. Oh, bummer. Everything's a robot. And she's a robot. He's a robot. Everyone's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard that punk song before. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. a dude. He's a dude. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the final shot of the film is, you know, Hendrickson is on his way home to earth. Earth. Sorry. My bad. He's on his yeah. way home to earth and he's got the dang old David teddy bear. And nope, oh, that starts the move too. So that's uh, a robot on its own. Oh no. A teddy bear robot credits yep so the actor that i was thinking of was jake gyllenhaal and i'm oh. trying to figure out the movie that he was like in kind of alien type Joey movie geronimo yep you got it you ever see that snl sketch with <laughs> no. Uh, no. the mom translator no. where they just you say you have your mom talk <laughs> into the machine her mispronouncing or getting a celebrity's name wrong and then it tells you who it is mm. and she's like all right mom say it again and she's like 
Joey Geronimo. And then it comes up and says, do you mean Jake Gyllenhaal? And she's like, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. That's him. <laughs> and it was life. That movie life. That's oh, what okay. it was too. Like mm. when, yeah, like the last scene, that's what triggered my brain. Oh, well, thanks for spoilers for a movie I haven't seen, Meg. <laughs> thanks a lot you just fucked up life good i'm ruined actually pretty it. happy about this you know i'm, I'm proud of myself. my life good job Megan. how will i ever be able to sit through this ryan reynolds film without knowing <laughs> without just thinking about the ending <laughs> but all right well let's 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 talk a little votey vote mm-hmm. situation here okay so we have to be very clear my mm. movie's not winning we already know that that's true so i don't know i feel let's, like this is in let's my not, hands let's not, let's let's not, oh my god stop. i'm just gonna say let's See, not I don't steve this to, we're not steving this god, but i mean don't, don't get ahead of yourself it. because like your movie's 46 minutes it doesn't waste our time the robots are <laughs> rampaging consistently whereas like brian's film makes us wait till the last 15 minutes for any rampage at all and it's hardly a horror film you need to go lay in traffic (laughs) it's hardly a (laughs) horror film (laughs) you can't see steve when he's saying hardly he's looking straight up you know what i really just wanted though i just want you two to like i just want you guys to take three to five minutes Mm. defend your film like in in a synopsis like why should i Mm -hmm. choose your film because this is what it's going to come down to unless one of you are actually going to vote for my movie which i feel like would be you playing the game yeah i mean (laughs) mean, i'm I'm not gonna i refuse i thoroughly disliked your movie and i really couldn't wait for it to be over your movie was a trick And it fucking tricked us and it tricked us into yeah. buying full moon feature fucking <laughs> subscriptions. One month. You know what, though? I tricked those fuckers, Ugh. too, because I'm the one who's bad at canceling subscriptions. So what I did is I went in and set up, set it up as if it was a you can gift a certain amount of months to somebody. Mm. And I gift I gifted a month to myself. Nice. That's <laughs> really cute. With I like multiple that. That's email actually a good addresses. idea. Yeah. Um, um, I just set alarms. Sick. So. <laughs> Yeah, I because there's things I liked about both years, and even after talking about screamers, maybe I liked it a little bit more than I thought. Um, yeah. All right, sell Steve, me, let's boys. Hear, let's hear what what what's your what's your uh, what's your argument here? My argument is that my film it follows all the rules of it's a horror film, but also mm-hmm. robots rampage and robots mm-hmm. for sure rampage, and then also people rampage mm-hmm. on the robots as well because they go to town mm-hmm. on a fucking group of kids robots. <laughs> I also don't think you can't say that Westworld doesn't because like there's like though we're not talking about the rampages and like they're just going crazy. There's like a slow burn. I didn't. So- I didn't say that they didn't rampage. I just said it makes you sit through a whole entire ass film that is not a horror film to get to 15 minutes of a robot rampage. It is for sure a horror film. It is a sci-fi horror It is not listed as horror film on IMDb. Ooh, are we talking on Meg Rails right now? Are is you talking Brian about the international defying movie Meg Rails? The internet movie um, database, Brian. Not the no, international. Oh, yeah, internet. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a different one. Oh, man. We did say, and I will say that I will call this back if I have to, and Steve's making me call back to it. Mm-hmm. When we chose this topic, we did explicitly say that we would be okay with focusing more on sci-fi because of the topic. Right. I'm just saying I should get more points for being sci-fi and horror on the horror podcast. To be clear, there are no points. <laughs> uh, in whatever, in whatever way, Meg. Yeah, yeah. 
in whatever way okay, Meg well, is mine, weighting well, things. Has, <laughs> I mean, they're mental, personal points of like, okay, you get one right there. Okay, well, mine has horses and yours don't, so they can't move it out. <laughs> <laughs> mine has two is kinds of sickies. <laughs> That's two different types of cigarettes. Are you calling me up because I smoke too? What the fuck? And whiskey. Mine has mine. Mine has Johnny Walker red <laughs> label, while yours has fucking swill from wherever. Well, you know what? This was before. It's whatever this was the, the, the person wants, Sixties or eighteen eighties. So you know, it's trash. Brands didn't work. It's trash. I love hearing you guys fight. <laughs> well, here's it here's the thing. To my heart. Let, let me tell you why this why this movie is 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 so good. One, it's an entirely unique premise, whereas screamers feels like amalgamation of a few different premises put together Fair. which makes for a good exciting movie the performances in my movie are head and shoulders above every single performance in screamers except for maybe peter weller we've mentioned he has a, he does a great performance pretty much everyone else sucks ass um i would say uh the the they both have really good twists so I feel like that's a cancel out. You know, obviously you get the you get the David getting blasted twist here, whereas you get James James Brolin getting blasted in my movie. Um, I feel like mine did a better job of like creating a world. Like it's easy to put stuff in space. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to just go space logic. That's why this is this. You know, it's a dang old different planet. And it has different physics and has different oxygen and has different this and different that and temperatures different. No, with ours, they had a lot with with Westworld. There's a lot more that you have a lot, lot more uh, uh, spackle you have to do to cover up the holes in the wall, if you will. What? Now, I'm not saying they do a perfect job of it. They don't. <laughs> but for them to have that premise and make it work on Earth and make it like as chilling as they do, I just think that this movie like. Westworld, I mean, just kind of punches above its weight class in that way. Like it has become a over time and place too. Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. It has like, become a uh, and to do it 22 years earlier. And this movie is like, uh, um, see, it, now it is it, now this is this, this you, you're putting too many things on the timeline that you mm -hmm. first you said mine's like an amalgamation of too many things. And it's not. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty strictly based on a short story that came out 20 years before your film. <laughs> I understand that, but but they made it like it's it's a short story. So they had to bring it to life visually. And I think oh, I haven't read the book, so I can't specify this, but it felt like they were, you know, standing on the backs of some other horror movies and making a horror version of yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm like I I I guess I can't speak too much to how faithful it is to the novelization, but visually speaking, I can only speak to you know how it looked like on the screen. It felt like an amalgamation Ooh. of a few different movies. So actually, okay, um, I just looked this up. So if we're basing it off of like talking about how Screamers kind of had a feeling of a bunch of different things, we're thinking Tremors, we're thinking me personally thinking Dune. Screamers came the book that's based off of came out before even Dune did. Mm -hmm. Um so that I wanted to make sure that cuz that cuz that would I think give a little bit more um credit to yeah. that one. Well, I'm not so, uh, we're not talking front. about the book, so it doesn't matter. Like we we're, we're, we're no, not no, no, we Oh, no, no. I in yeah. my mind the things that it reminds us of, mm -hmm. I I still oftentimes like go back to 
that's my filter of like, mm. okay, I'm younger. So I obviously know Dune. I obviously know Tremors. Mm-hmm. And this is my first time. Yeah. So that's like, I wanted to confirm with that. So, sure. Sure. Mm. So, and I think another thing I would point out is like, you're, you're talking about how they have to invent things, but if you look at like the way NEB headquarters is set up and kind of the design and everything they have going on, they would have been the USSR in uh, the original short story. And if you look mm-hmm. at all the architecture and everything that's representing them, it's all fucking brutalism. You know, it's mm-hmm. cold gray walls. It's in the fucking snow like Russia mm-hmm. would be. So like they're, they're still sure. taking, yeah. they're still keeping the things being pretty a connection to it. Yeah. There's still like a relevance to first. I, um, I think, I think the, the, the big, my biggest, I think single sentiment is the thing that makes Westworld so special and why it's become kind of iconic. And obviously the HBO show has like some, you know, has a lot to do with it becoming as, you know, in the zeitgeist still probably um, is it's able to, through its storytelling, do that trick I mentioned, which is to say you're looking at the screen and if somebody walked into the room and didn't have any idea what you were watching, they'd just be like, oh, silly old Western. But Mm -hmm. you as somebody who is who's, you know, sucked into the story knows that, no, there's so much more happening behind the scenes uh, on the screen, not behind the scenes of the production Mm -hmm. of the movie, but behind the scenes on the screen. We are not looking at what someone who didn't know what's happening in the, you know, in in the plot of the Mm -hmm. movie is, is watching. So like that, and, and it happens so often that I feel like that's such a great, like, you know, people talk about world building, you know, ways of like building a world within the story. And it's always through just mm-hmm. like, oh, characters and, and details that kind of don't matter and mm-hmm. uh, backstory to stuff that, you know, isn't necessarily, you know, pertinent to the entire plot of the movie. This does that in a in a very creative way, I think, which is to say you as the audience are like kind of in on. So, yeah, I'll, 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 I'm not doing a, I'm not no, doing no, a no, job no, of describing I'll, I'll, it, I'll actually help you. I'll, actually, I'll, 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 you, I'll actually help you a little bit yeah. in that it's not it's not just the world building, like the way you're talking about, like, you know, in mm-hmm. my film, the red cigarettes are world built. Well, world building. Yeah, that's a good example. But yeah. What you're saying is even in the filmic language itself, the way Crichton mm-hmm. filmed things you know, it, it is world building because it makes you feel like you're a part of those old timey sets. Mm. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. even like the idea of like, we know, like it's almost this weird inception level thing where the characters are in a kind of a play, a cosplay type of situation. Mm-hmm. And we know that, and we're almost watching it as just like a, a you know, conscientious object objector type of thing. Mm-hmm. But but we know that there are other dynamics to what's happening. So if something, so right. if Peter, the character of Peter gets smacked over the head with a, with a beer bottle and falls down, if this was just that regular old Western, which is exactly what's shown on the screen, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, that literally would happen in any Western scene. But now we're yeah, going, we would even, we'd have to create a lot more to it. And I think like, no, being able to get behind the scenes within the movie, mm. we get to have a better understanding of like, there is something going very well. And we're also saying like, okay, why is he getting robot? Yeah, he's not allowed to get hit, you know, in this environment. uh, Sidebar that what you just said is remind me of. um, Do you ever watch? I think you should leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Love that. Do you show. remember like seeing the episode where um, they the hire celebrity the celebrity impersonators? Yeah. <laughs> At that price point, he's allowed to hit. Yeah, it's, it's very, he's allowed to do it. He's allowed to hit. <laughs> At that price point. Sorry. At that price point, he's allowed to hit. Um, um, but cool. yeah, okay. Can so I, my point um, is, he. Are you, you guys, you guys got your. It sounds like Brian minutes? has yeah. one more point, and then I might have one more okay. point. So okay. So my point is that alone is a really, I think, dynamic thing that very few movies do, and that in and of itself, like. Scanners doesn't do not scanners. Sure, yeah, uh, no. Talk uh, about screamers. scanners. <laughs> <laughs> screamers, screamers doesn't do anything that good. <laughs> like it's good, it's fun, Sick. it's entertaining. But good, it do that, that was like a that. really great point. I'm glad yeah. you finished on that one. Uh, see what's up. I'll, I haven't uh, eaten in two days. <laughs> I can't think. I'll say, like, while I do think there is some good world building, and obviously it helps. It helps because. Westworld is coming right from the mind of the writer. Like it's the writer going mm-hmm. right into the directing, you know, uh, but Philip K. Dick obviously creates wonderful worlds that people can work with and adapt because it's happened. However, many fucking times over and over between this and Blade Runner and a scanner darkly and uh, all that. I'll say though, my film is a far more focused and uh, I would think it's, even just more willing to go down the lanes that it's supposed to. Whereas Westworld feels very restrained a lot of the time. And to me, it comes off very flat. Everything that's in the back rooms is flat and pretty boring. Like Mm -hmm. you, you get, some backs I mean, it's it's all exposition it's not it's not like you mean like yeah, the drama. Know, the to me that wasn't like a distraction of sorts I don't yeah. know. for, for me it well, is that's also like that's also yeah, Steve, you. your propensity is towards action movies yeah i watch a lot this of martial is, arts films they're great my movie my movie is a science fiction horror but you can like, it's not yet, a horror stop calling it a horror it's a thriller it is, it's it, a thriller it, it's listed as it's action it's horror. listed as action Look sci-fi thriller western of the best right. sci-fi horror movies out there this will come up on that list uh, i'm not what am i going to listen to somebody who's paid 20 cents a letter no thank you <laughs> <laughs> well the, or the international movie database internet movie the, database internet movie database internet yeah. movie database does not say horror it says thriller anyway but, right. but it's flat right. hold on no, no, you guys down. keep interrupting is what I just want to say is it's flat and it doesn't go as far as it should with like showing the way people are depraved because the whole point is to like get the idea of how awful humans are. And I don't think it comes across as well because all you really get is like a couple scenes of, you know, the the the, the one guy trying to have sex with the robot girl. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he never gets forceful with it. He just gets offended that he gets slapped. You know, Peter, they. Well, he, in his mind, he's still in public. Like he's still he knows he's being watched. He knows he's being like. But like it's not it's not like you're in you're experiencing total anonymity. No, no. But anonymity. I think I think what comes and it's more in the TV show is mm-hmm. that this is a private resort, even though they know they're being monitored it's kind of like an NDA thing that none of these people could tell on them for what they do at the park. Yeah. But this is before mm-hmm. the internet yeah, that's era. Clear. This that's is clear too. 73. This is before the internet era. People just can go to a place and assume no one's ever going to know they went there. 
So that, that stuff that exists in the HBO special, they had to close a lot of holes that somebody in watching making a movie in the late 60s, early 70s. So you 70s just argued against yourself. You just it. argued against yourself that nobody would tell on them for doing more fucked up things because there isn't an internet well, to tell on them. But this is also a 1973 movie by a guy who is makes his career making giant mass production. And well, we also said he kind of looks like he would have played the dad on Seventh Heaven. Um, <laughs> so like it is the 70s. And yeah. so I don't think they would have pushed it that far in now. Mm. Oh, we probably would have seen some depraved shit. Oh, which I, don't, yeah. I haven't really watched the show. So like, um, OK, you guys did a great job defending. I have enough points to <laughs> make a decision here. I'm assuming we're all choosing our Poor own. Score. Well, maybe not mine. Um, I'm assuming you guys are choosing each other's. Uh, they were fake horses. The you can't horse. use horse score. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. We already talked about it when we talked about Brian. It matters the to the people. Score was pretty high for this one. Um, I remember. Okay, you guys got to put up Meg rails a lot. My personal mm. Meg rail for horse score is that it doesn't matter if it's an AI or a real horse. <laughs> horses are horses. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, what? and I the actor up- is a real horse. <laughs> sure, uh, that's true. Um, okay, so overall, um, Westworld. I feel like I actually genuinely enjoyed that film. Like I liked the concept and like for when it was put out, I think it was a very fucking well put together, unique concept of a film. Um, and again, horse score was really good. Uh, and then screamers, I think there was a lot of things that bothered me because it was just put out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just like a lot of things that just are bad because of that fact. Um, but my vote is going to screamers because I, I think it didn't hits on the topic. Coming. I know you probably didn't because I still mm. think Westworld overall is a better movie, but I think I liked um, how Screamers, I think it hit on the topic for me a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a little bit more horror elements, which I think is a lesser factor overall. So I don't want to get an argument about that one. Um, but yeah, there's a little bit more gore for me. I liked that a little bit more blood. Like um, it is more, but horror. overall, it's I think definitely it hit, more horror. It hit, hit no the top. I think it hit the topic for me. Like there was more robots. There was more action, and I think that's in my mind when I was You're thinking about it. Was what quality, I, girl. We know this. Shut the fuck up. That was so that was like a you're like you didn't pick my robots. (laughs) You didn't pick my movie, so I'm gonna just like cut you deep. No, no. Sure, that's fine. No, I I Um, I actually like uh screamers a lot. Like I said, yeah, like I would watch it again. I'm not mad, I'm not bitter, I'm not gonna make a big deal. I honestly Um, (laughs) didn't know it was a Philip K. Dick story until like we talking about it, which is sad because I I didn't have time to look at which is but that I think that kind of builds it backs up some of the things that like I saw I, I have I like Philip K. Dick a lot so mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that goes into it as well well there you go everybody we can all go watch second variety or we can all go read second variety and watch screamers too to see if there's any more story to that but I don't did you say it was a oh, short story Steve. short story it was published in a magazine like, yeah. okay. what are you what are your fans gonna say about this one how, how do you mean do you remember when we recorded Megan and you said your fans are always the ones like backing you saying, man, his movie was so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just now. No, the, no they're like, <laughs> are they going to get loud on this? No, no, one no. And they tell don't, me that they don't have to get loud because they're like, yeah, Steve had right. like the only horror film that was a feature, you know, like Meg's yours was a horror film and a robot did rampage, but it wasn't even a feature. And we didn't know that. And it was also terrible. And then Brian didn't have a horror so film. Bad. So like, yeah, no, I think I should have won. Stop. 
stop. Shut up. I think like, I should have won. It's oh a my guy. god, that's Steve. a deep. That's a, Steve. Just that was do a deep. it. Just twist in this, the night. I, Steve is champ yeah. now. And guess what, <laughs> everybody? <laughs> what are we gonna watch? It's time for a punishment film. <laughs> and fuck Ugh. both of you in the mouth because I don't remember the last time wow. I had a championship. So guess what? It's because you, you don't win that often. No, it's because you again, as Brian already pointed out, you have bad taste, and it's your fault that I lose. <laughs> You two <laughs> animals. You guys are so fucking mean. First day as the champ. She's fucking cutting loose. Oh, I am. Wow. I am pissed. He is wild out. I've had it up to here with the both of you. And I have found a film. Never choosing your movies again. Great. Uh, whatever. Because I, I get this one punishment film in and that's all I need. Okay. The, the film is Goodbye. G-O-O-D-B-I Spell it as one word on Tubi And go fuck yourselves oh, no. forever <laughs> Good B Got it Good B on Tubi Got Sick. it Yep um, I know nothing about this movie mm-hmm. um, I am in- interested to Do, do you want to give us any information on Absolutely it? not No? Okay, we'll go in blind I like that too Go in blind and you uh, know what? Have snacks while you watch it yeah. Nope, I'm not going to eat it. I think I might starve myself yeah, well, before watching it. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I haven't eaten in two days. Um, any case, guys, uh, this is bad news. Steve's the champ. Uh, we're going to have to watch him. I'm not, we're gonna have to I'm watch not stoked Goofy. on it. Steve's I don't know not a great is. champ. <laughs> no, he's he's mean. He mm-hmm. says mean things to us. He's spiteful. Us he's spiteful. Very spiteful. Uh, this is all so spite. If you, if you haven't seen... Is it goodbye? I would assume it's, it's either goodbye. goodbye or good. I don't know. I don't know why the title is the title because it has nothing to do with anything. So you know, I think I think it's goodbye because mm-hmm. it's as in bio. So it's gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, go out and check it out this week on the Tubi's G O O D B I because we're gonna be talking about it next fucking week, whether we like it or not. You guys also keep a lookout. Um, this week as we are going to put out our um, topics for our next showdown episode believe it or not guys that'll be may holy shit we're getting into the summertime guys uh and we have a couple of uh, actually three as we normally do <laughs> there's never a couple it's always three <laughs> um topics uh for you to choose from for that may showdown episode the first one being uh full moon features not uh, very much coincidentally um based on the fact we just talked about one uh it's telekinesis kyle which is of course a tenacious steve reference based on the fact that we want to talk about telekinesis horror movies um and then lastly uh before they were stars so that would obviously be any time big time stars uh are now we talking about stars of of the screen or are we talking about writers directors stars of the screen Uh, so actors this is uh, actors specifically actors Mm -hmm. right because we do have another category that is directors Directors and writers yeah so before they were stars so meaning um you know big kind of a-list type celebrities in movies before they were big a-list type celebrities so get ready follow us on the social medias and help us vote yeah funny enough i found a movie and this will be a good palate cleanser for everybody so i won't go full me and i'll give you something nice to watch as well uh Mm -hmm. the movie trancers almost hits all three categories because it's directed by charles band it mm-hmm. has a psychic element to it. It's not telekinesis, yeah. but it has a psychic element. And it's has Helen Hunt in 1985. 
Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is, is make sure you, uh, you go to the 1985 transfers, not like the 2015 or 2012 or whatever <laughs> transfers. Yeah, which just came out. But I think it's just called transfers, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Isn't there like a movie that just came out in the last 10 years? It's just called transfers. Oh, um, I don't. That might be something different. Yeah, hold uh-huh. on. Um, I will just type in transfers movie and uh, oh, eh, maybe not. I swear to God, there was one that came up that was like some shit with like one of the dickheads from uh twilight or something i don't think I don't, so I might, no. be imagine, I might be imagining that um so yeah transfers are it's a fun one so it's a it's, it's a fun, fun detective film it's not a horror movie so it mm-hmm. hits all it hits all the categories but it's not a horror movie but it's great yeah it's great great set design and it's like oh wow charles band used to be able to like direct a movie yeah he can yeah. it's just he's like, got it like, in yeah, him he's, he got that dog yeah, in him he just needs the money that, <laughs> yeah that's true um, which we gave him some this mm-hmm. week with the old full moon features. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, anything else I forgot? That's it. That's it, right? That's mm-hmm. it. All right. Well, unfortunately, Steve's taking it home and we're going to, we're Steve's taking it, taking it home. We're taking it up the butt mm-hmm. this week to watching good be. Um, so, uh, that being said for the Halloween is forever crew. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. Oh, champ. You go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jesus Christ was supposedly a virgin. Yeah, he died a virgin. (laughs) Pussy. (laughs) I mean, for all the whores he hung around, he couldn't even get any over-the-toga stuff, you know? (laughs) Over-the-toga stuff.